start this? You can start it, yeah. Start it. Boom. Five minutes. We're going wow. in. Eight episodes later, we get some exp explanations we should have had in episode one. Here we eight, are. Eight episodes? Season, seven episodes. Whatever. Seven episodes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> you know what? No. Eight episodes. Eight. Because we should have had. You know what? Maybe we should have had it last season. They're going to put that much of season two and season one. Put this in two. Eight episodes later. I know your emotions are running it. high on this one. Uh, I'm sorry. What? Because, are you gonna? Uh, are you about to invalidate what I'm saying because I'm emotional? Is that, I know is, that is that blatant emotion. misogyny that I hear on the other I side mean, of this call? You can take it any way you want to. Blatant uh, misogyny. But uh, there were some important things that were revealed that you wanted. Um, yes. Uh, I know they weren't revealed at the time that you wanted them. You know. At the time that the author wanted them, given that he wrote the book, you know. I mean, if he did it on he, page 46. He should have said something to the people making the show. You know, on page 46. Clearly, he must have didn't care too much to uh, put his word in again there. on page like 200. And then again on page like 271. He's the executive and then again producer, right? Like 213. And then again on page like he's, 319. He's the executive like producer, times. right? Like he could times. he could have stepped in and be like, hey, uh, I intended that to be episode one here. Can you please put that? Oh. You don't get to have it both ways. You don't. You get. You get oh. one argument here because you've argued before that that doesn't how it is. You pick one side. You pick one side. You don't play both. You I'm, pick one. I'm using your words. You no, said you he was executive side. producer of this show and he had I some type of pull. I don't like the misogyny in this call. All right. <laughs> I feel threatened. I feel unheard. You do. I don't not. appreciate it. You're heard. That's why I'm saying what you were saying earlier. Yeah. No. This should have been a long time ago, but we finally got it. What we was weird was when it. they would keep. What was weird was when they when they would keep the scenes in where the conversation happened and just take that out. Like the they sat down with Thorold and had a whole conversation with him, which is where you're first explained in the book. And I'm just like, you're just gonna take that whole thing out. That's like the whole conversation. You created a whole scene around this without touching the one thing that it was supposed to. Like, why even leave that in there at all? That was what was weird. Was when they would blatantly move stuff, and then so, I don't know. It was weird. So uh, I'm trying to think of how this would affect the show going forward if it was revealed earlier on. Like I basically deduced it whenever the knife was introduced um, by then because it was just like you said this thing cuts anything. You wouldn't say this thing cuts anything if there wasn't something specific that you think is, you know, uncuttable in right. mind to cut. So, yeah, uh, and you're, you're, you know, you're very rebellious against you know, the status quo in your world, which is the church. So what is the top brass? Yeah. So like, it wasn't a, a, a gigantic reveal in my opinion. Like I've kind of had that notion for a minute. Um, so saying it in the beginning of the season um, for people that wouldn't have put those kind of clues together, I think it kind of would have been a little spoilery. Like it's, it's not a spoiler. It's how the book is written. I know, but if they want to drum you know, up like the author doesn't spoil their own book. I, if they want to drum up an interest and curiosity, because like, what is the big like curiosity in book two? Is it the knife? It's the knife is a big part of it, but it, remember, the knife isn't even mentioned until halfway through the book. Okay, like nothing. So the what you end up getting when you introduce Azriel's plan that early is you have a lot more time with the witches and you understand their purpose a lot more because you have this whole thing of them, uh, Ruta Scotty at least, like being really up for like, let's go join Asriel. Um, you get the angels much, much earlier. We didn't really 
we heard them speak in this last episode for the first time. You meet the angels like halfway through the book uh, okay. and you actually like speak to them. So you get that, you get this kind of, this growing, I mean, there's a sense of it in the book or in the show because they kind of do stuff with the magisterium to drum up, I guess, something, you know, some sort of conflict. But there's a bigger idea of a much, much larger conflict that's brewing. And the fact that things are actually happening with it the whole time. Like there's not, there's never a point where like, like Azrael is gone the entire book. Azrael's not in this book at all. And there's never a point where you're like, wondering where he is and what he's doing and like why wouldn't he be here and why would he like what is he doing over there? because they fucking tell you immediately they're like this is what he's doing this is what he's doing over there this is you know here's what the witches are going to do and about it and here's what the angels are going to do about it and here's kind of what the world is doing to react to everything that's happening so would you kind of define the book for uh, a book two as kind of a call to arms i would yeah that's definitely that's that's definitely fair for everybody, you know, except the except the like the Lyra plot line, because Lyra and Will have their own plot line. Yeah. But everything else, the only people that are not, you know, in that quote unquote call to arms are um, Lyra and Will and Lee Scoresby, because Lee Scoresby's only care in this world is is Lyra. So, like, even though he's helping Grumman, he goes out specifically for Grumman and Grumman's Groom, like, you know, Grumman's entire point is part of that call to arms is part of is part of getting ready for Asriel. He goes out for that, but he's still like, I know you have your own thing, but like, this is what I need you for. I don't give a shit about the larger battle. It's just this little girl. Like, they're the only three that are unaffected or not unaffected, but don't care really at this point. I kind of feel after this episode, though, they kind of seem like they weren't really uh, useful. Who? Lee and the shaman. Oh, Lee and the shaman. Um... I mean, they didn't really utilize them a whole lot. Like, they're not in. Are they in the book uh, a little different? Like, like, because I okay. So Lee went to go get something to help protect Lyra. Yes, he gives it to. I'm guessing he gives it to the shaman, right? Whenever he's like making his last stand, right? What? No. No. The thing so that then... he. No, 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 no. Will uh, so Lee went to find the shaman to find something to help Lyra. And he was like, whatever this guy knows about, like there is, I know that there is a magic item and he knows about it. He knows how to get it. And I want this magic item to protect Lyra. They don't have it. Lee doesn't have it. I thought I could have sworn. It's the knife. Oh, I thought he said it was something. I said, I thought the shaman dude on the last, uh, or the episode when they met said, you're looking for something. And he said something totally different, but I I may have been mistaken. I'm I'm thinking it was like a, a charm or something he had on him. No, 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 no. No, the magical item that Lee is trying to get Lyra under the protection of this whole time is the knife. He doesn't really know when he starts out that that's what it is. Um, he just knows there's, a quote, a magical item uh, and that Grumman knows how to get it, how to wield it, how to find it, whatever. And he's just like, I want this for Lyra. That's my whole journey in all of this. Okay, we're, um, we're skipping Meanwhile, past not stuff, aware. Though. Yeah, we haven't even gotten into the episode. Yeah, we haven't even yeah. gotten into the, <laughs> yeah. the episode yet. We're... <laughs> This is going to be a little longer because I can kind of, like we can finally talk more in depth about things that I usually would have been like, oh, I'll have to skip over that because we're mm-hmm. through the book now. So if they left something out, they're not going to do it. Um, yeah. So do you do you want to just jump and we can get to the lead stuff when we get there? Well, yeah, because, the yeah, you know, because I, I do want to take a case by case for certain things because there's, you know, there's certain things that'll um, remind me of some of the questions I had during the show that I was kind of keeping back, you know, to, uh, you know, for reasons. 
we start off with the with the witch describing her Dementor attack. It's literally just like she, yeah, no, nah, she's explaining. You know, she's literally the only one that we've seen survive uh, something like this. So her very was... very dramatic pouncing attack. It's, it's fine. It was fine. It's fine. It's just weird. It's just weird. It's just weird. Uh, but then we find Ruta Scotty in like hell or something. <laughs> Yeah, she's like in this the, like burning mountain that she's found. Where was she going in the first place? She, she said was going last... to find Azriel. And she, okay, all right. So I, I'm trying I, to remember what they said in the show because in the I remember in the book, in the book they find the angels. The angels are going to answer, quote unquote, the call. And she's like, I'm pretty sure the call you're following is Azriel. And they're like, we don't really know. We're just following the call. And she's like, cool, I'll follow you then. And she and the oh, angels go so, off and find Azriel. Okay, all right. Uh, all but right. in the show, I think that I think it was just that meeting, and I think she just said like, "I'm going to go find Azriel." I'm pretty sure that's that she said what she was doing, and then she just left. Mm. And now so, she's we, since, in some burning mountain. Since we didn't get angels early on, that type of stuff just couldn't couldn't have happened. Yeah, okay. I mean, they, I mean, they they could have done it. It was, I mean, it was basically fine. The end result was the same. She went to go see Azrael. Whatever. Um, but she's on this, she's in Mordor, apparently, and we see some, uh, we see some cliff guests, and they talk now. They have speech. Yeah, they definitely for didn't some have reason, anything seen in one. <laughs> no, but for some reason, the show decided to invent a language for them. They just speak English in the books. Oh, I think it's better that they, why would they speak English? <laughs> <laughs> they just yeah. speak English. Uh, it well, is, partial sure English. They spoke partial English, uh, because that one word that they say in the books, that's not English. I don't care what anybody says. Esahetra. Yeah. That was when I was uh, when I was talking earlier. And when I was trying to put the episode, I was like, I don't know how to spell this episode title. I could not. Spe- I don't know how to find those characters on my keyboard. Actually, that might be a problem, too, if we want to put that in the. Because it's don't just going to have to be a copy paste thing. You have to copy and paste it off uh, Google. Okay. All right. Uh, so- but yes, they talk about they're talking about Esahetra. Um, there's. There's a, uh, what, what do they say? They're talking. They say this time the authority might be defeated. Lord Asriel's growing an army. And I was like, okay, we're finally going to start talking about shit. We should have had eight hours ago. Let's go. Uh, but he needs Esahetra. Which, okay. As far as I know, it's a something. It could be a, it's the, it's a Did knife. they not say what I don't it think is? they did. They just named it. As if we're just supposed to know what it is already. I feel like they've said it in the show before. Mm, nope. I well, remember. if you're listening to this and you don't want to hear what it is, I'm pretty sure they've said it in the show. Skip forward like 15 seconds. Esahetra is the knife. Oh, okay. It's just another name for the knife. Why would they skip forward for that? It's just another name for the knife. Because maybe, maybe, that, maybe the show doesn't want you to know that yet. I don't know. I feel like they've said it in the show already, but yes, Esahetra is the knife. Okay. Um, I th- think Grumman said it at, at one point, but it's kind of one of those things that I think it was only mentioned once and it's like easily missable. Okay. But, uh, so yeah, they're talking the, the, like, this is so far reaching and this is kind of another one of those things of like the scale of it. This is so far reaching the cliff guests know what's going on and they're like preparing for it. Cause in their mind, this is a really like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to them because they love war they feed on war like they they're like they're, it's going to be raining bodies everywhere for us to eat so like this is the cliff gas are very much in favor of what's going on they're like i don't really give a shit 
Who wins? I just know a bunch of people are going to die, and that is fantastic. Well, they definitely didn't go into any of that in the show. Yeah. Okay. All right, so well, because it's they like just... in I'm trying to remember in the in the book that it's like it's like a family of Cliff Gas, like one of them's a grandfather or something. And they're like, Grandfather, do you remember the last time this happened? And I'm I'm trying to remember if he was alive for the last one or if it's just one of those where like my grandfather's grandfather was alive the last time this happened. Uh but they does remember. It ex- it ex- does it explain why they choose certain sides over the other? Or why wouldn't they just be wild cards on the battlefield? They're not they're not in it. They're not on any side. They're just on their own side of like we so, like yeah, this because people die. But they won't be in the war? They're just going to be uh, nah. hyenas? Yeah, basically. Okay, okay, okay. They don't really give a shit. All right. All right, I uh, understand that. Yeah. But I was, I'm was i glad they kept that in because I was. I do wish I, – I really like the voice actor for the Cliff Guests in the audiobook. Uh, every time someone comes up, I'm like, you could just get the person that did in the audiobook. I don't know when that audiobook was made. It sounds real old, but uh, – I mean, it's old enough that it was $34 when it came out. Ridiculous. I forgot about that. Because <laughs> that ad is in the back of this book. Uh, but yeah, so then we 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 go back over to to Will. Once again, having visions. I We're just maybe, sticking with the fever dreams. Maybe it wasn't like his inherent power. It was the shaman that was doing Whatever. this this time. Will doesn't have visions. This is weird. But we find like we're getting like we're getting important information in these because he a at when he wakes up talks about, you know, I had a dream about my father. So it's like, oh shit, he recognizes that person, which is important later on. Um and also like he's he's recognizing that the person that's telling these things in his head is his father. But and that's when you get the line, you know, you have the only weapon that can destroy the authority. And that's when they like they're kind of st- they're finally starting to like lay shit out. Yeah, I mean, once that was said, then I was just like, I already know, you know, kind of the the main plot of Azrael. So yeah, um, and why you know he needs the knife and yada yada yada, and that's a whole thing. So, but then him and him and Pan have their little conversation. Probably the longest you've ever seen Pan talk in two. Seasons, I was thinking everybody. that in this episode, I was like, Pan has had more dialogue in this episode than any other time. Yeah, it was. It I was want definitely, more of that. But that that should have been since, like, if you want to talk about things that should have been in earlier, I've been saying this since season one of he and I've never agreed felt with like you. a never felt like a character, well, and they should have. He done always that. needed more. Yeah, he always needed more screen time, more lines, more everything. But I again, I, I kind of just came down. I think it's just a budget thing. It's just their CGI budget. Uh, kind of shrugged. What, like, what's what's wow. the dude um, dude that played uh, Schmeagel? In Lord of the Rings. You want Andy Serkis to be Lyra's demon? Throw him in a green suit and oh you're my fine. God. You're fine. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Can somebody? I want somebody to. I almost said mod. I want somebody to mod the episode. That's terrible. That just puts Gollum in for all of, for all of Pan. They probably could because he's small enough. So you could CG <laughs> him over stuff. That'd be perfection. Oh, that's when he so that's when Will talks about like, oh yes, and when he wakes up and talks about his dream. Because I have an all caps note that says, I saw my father. What do you mean? You don't know what he looks like. I thought he saw him on the YouTube channel. He saw him as he looked, you know, a decade ago. I mean, how much do you really change in a decade? Like I mean, if, he's been traveling a lot of worlds that ages if, you, you know. I could see if he had a like a giant beard or something like that, then yes. But their initial meeting when we get there, I was just like, you should just look at him and be like, Dad? Like, right off the, the <laughs> rip. Nothing oh, we'll really changed but that. the length of his hair. 
Like he had yeah. the, the whole man button thing. I mean, to be on. fair, it's they did they they did film that YouTube video like six months ago. Yeah, but so. <laughs> can you pull up a picture of him, the actor, ten years ago, and I bet you it wouldn't look that different. Actually, is that probably it's probably about the time of Sherlock season one. It's probably roughly about that time. So then, yeah, same dude. He's recognizable. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Oh uh, <laughs> but then he and he and Pan have this really this really sweet conversation that I loved in the books. I loved it in the show. Um, like the connection between Pan and Will has always been really sweet to me. Like I like I like how much they connect in a way that sometimes Lyra can't connect with him because she doesn't. You know, she's not that emotional. She's not necessarily that open with her feelings in a way that Pan is. So like Pan but- can kind of like she's sleeping. Let me tell you. <laughs> Oh, connecting with Will. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, I I just thought you meant connecting with Pan. I was like, how in the world could she not be? No, they're the most be? connected. Yeah, yeah, the exactly. Most That's what I was going. But no, he yeah. he and he and Will have a really sweet connection, and in in a way that like Pan has mentioned it before in the show, even of like, you know, when when Will doesn't have a demon, and like Pan feels that he's like, there's a piece of him that's missing. Like he doesn't have this person. You have me. He doesn't have anything. So like Pan kind of adopts him as his his person sometimes which is very sweet but mm. they have you know this conversation of like you know lyra thinks you're the bravest person she's ever met she thinks you're as brave as york Ferneson. Uh, and a lot of these lines are directly out of the book which is just a very sweet moment <laughs> wow i just really like it and then yeah. he thinks lyra's even braver than he is oh so cute and then you have that 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 classic that classic moment of like they have the whole sweet conversation and then you pan over to the sleeping person they weren't actually sleeping the whole time that looked like the grinch who stole christmas's face when he makes that smile she was happy it was a like a shadowy dark looking they were laying in a cave I and hope, she was happy. I hope somebody puts a freeze frame on that smile and it becomes a meme. There about were some sinister. Will had a sinister devious. smile. He so. did not. I the, t- the time that you said he did. he did, I was just like, no, that's not a sinister smile. That's yes, a it was. It was way more sinister face. than Lyra. She looked like she was possessed, and I was like, wow. what is going on in this instance? You like, have something against this little girl. I have nothing. I have nothing against the little girl you at do. all. You I'm do. just saying. Freeze! It's going to be a meme about devious things. I guarantee. I meant to text you this the other day. Slight aside, uh, a friend of mine just started watching the show, and she texted me episode one, I think, and she was like, "Am I supposed to like Lyra? Because I don't think I do." See, see. And I was, I told her I was like, I, I, uh, I think what I said was like, "Would you believe that one of my biggest problems with season one was that they worked to actively make her more likable in the show than she is in the book?" I mean, I feel like if, and I've said it before, if I was reading the book, I would have a hard time pressing forward, not liking the main character. Well, this is all over. I mean, actually, you can read them now. You should read the books. You should read the books. We'll see. Yeah, I know. I'm still working on one book that I'm, you know. You have been reading Lovecraft Country for four months now. It's it's a good book. I mean, it's a a good book. I like to take my time with things. I like to take my time. It's 300 plus, all right? I like okay. to take my time. With I read things. 200 pages today. Well, we have different issues, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm probably going to finish the book when I end this tonight. Good Lord. Anyway, Lee and uh, Grumman have crashed. They're, they, have, they have crashed after taking out two of the uh, the Magisterium balloons. And uh, Lee's looking at his wreckage. And he says, I'm not an aeronaut anymore. So there's that, is that in the book? Yeah. 
Okay, so there's a lot of lot of foreshadowing, and it was laid on thick and heavy uh, with with a lot of this. So, and I and I've said this since you know I can remember me writing and stuff like that. I'm like, when whenever you want to make a, a decent to very good story, um, you always have that one character that you in there that the 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 reader, the viewer, or whatever can kind of. Um, be like, I like this character. I'm rooting for this character, but they can't be so important to the story that if you took them out of it, it will remove the interest in the story. And I felt like from the beginning, especially with you liking him so much, Lee was that guy. So I was like, he's gonna, he's he's going. He's they're gonna oh, wow. remove him from the chessboard soon. Wow. Like, and they would. I mean, this episode they laid it on thick. He was. I'm not an aeronaut no more. And I'm like, wait a minute, bro. You fixed this thing before. What do you mean you're not an aeronaut no more? Like, you've actively fixed this thing before. Well, he's. it's also the point, like, he could, like, how's he going to fix it? How, they, they can't get it out of there. They're running. They can't stand, he can stand yeah, there and fix that, it up. That's true. He's never going to see that balloon again. The, 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 the absence of the, the hope there in him was denial. the evidence oh no there was no denial because he just he's like i can't do this anymore like i this is it i don't see a way out of this like we're going forward not you know and we're running as well so i can't be an aeronaut anymore and i was like yeah they're laying it on thick here and i'm like i'm just i'm just counting the time we killed a very important character last episode and now we're on to this episode the last one of the season how dare you we're not we're not doing this we're not doing this all right you know his importance that's why they showed him in the beginning of the thing doesn't matter and how dare you and season one what do we end on we killed another character that apparently was you know uh important to the story but not so important that they couldn't you know split him in twain apparently good god i mean that's i'm not me you good why don't you good god asriel because that's what he did all right not yeah. me so or bad god oh my god get, get yeah. out of here get out of here <laughs> i swear uh, to you i know this is i i promise you at the end if Asriel is the person that like replaces the authority, this whole thing is stupid. This whole <laughs> thing is stupid. I, I will. I this in a, in a year. I will boycott it, and I'll be like the church the will be church? on the church will be on one side. I will be a few <laughs> yards over to the side with an entirely different sign, and we will both be boycotting. Like, no, I'm not here for the reasons you guys are, I promise. But this sign is important. Asriel shouldn't have been the, <laughs> the new authority. Let's 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 go on. I'll I'll stand in the the book line and wait for Hit Pullman <laughs> to come out and freaking try to sign something so we can debate. But continue. And, and I if I've called it, because I've been calling a couple of things as of lately, you know. I I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Let's let's move forward. Let's move move forward. forward. So yeah, Lee, Lee and Hester have their little moment of, you know, now I'm just on the ground. I'm just on the ground like everybody else. Uh and fucking Grimma just starts like walking away. He's like, I know where the bearer is. Just walks into the woods. Which is I mean, to be honest, it's cool. He's he's a man on a mission. A man on a mission. Lee, get your head in the game. What are you here for, bro? You here to be an aeronaut or are you here to protect somebody that you quote unquote love? Huh? Get your head in the game. Let's go. Wow. Let's let's get out of here. Mrs. Coulter's still in Chitagatse. She's just kind of exploring at this point. Um, 
what was this scene? Because this was a short one it's too. She, oh no, she's yeah, sniffing she, she the finds coat. their hideout. <laughs> all I can think, so she like finds Lyra's coat and she's like smelling all I can think as I was like, that girl wore that coat for months. She never bathed. And then she sweat in it the whole way here. That coat smells atrocious. I mean, this is clearly uh, listeners and viewers of the show out there. This is clearly a mother that loves her daughter uh, relentlessly. Whatever. And have you, you know, I'm, 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 I'm speaking to uh, your mother right now. Have you ever wow. just missed your daughter so much that you grabbed her coat and sniffed it? Her sweaty, dirty like laundry? A no. line of cocaine and you were going to have <laughs> the best night of your life because <laughs> that's God. what she did. That's exactly what she did. Oh, my God. Uh, but the witches, the witches see her. They don't know who she is. They just they they get a little worried because they see an adult the- with a demon in Chitagatse and they're like, we, you know, we should go save her. You know, does she know there's there's specters. And the first thing I can think is, why the fuck are y'all still close to Chitagatse? Do you remember? Last episode, I kept talking. I was like, they are walking the same five foot stretch this entire time. That's because they apparently did. They did not leave Chitagatse. That whole uh, walk, they are still close enough to see it with the naked eye. They wait, went nowhere. I mean, but where, how far away would they go, though? Like, you were walking the entire <laughs> episode. Uh, and you're telling know? me you went 20 feet from the city? Slow walkers. Slow walkers. The, the sets in this were. Killing me. Slow walkers, uh, difficult terrain. That's what I'm going to go with. It comes up later because there's two different scenes where they use what is clearly the same set, but they use a different angle to make it look like it's different places. No, and it confused I was, the shit out of me. Yeah, no, I didn't. I, I was going to mention it, but again. Was like it the I said, one I was, where you were like, wasn't Mary Malone just there? Like it was. Yeah, I'm like, they yep. just reversed it. That's all they did. They just literally reversed the shot and made it seem like they're in a. Nah, that didn't. And it confused me because my, my note actually says, why is she where Mary just was? Why is she following Mary Malone? And, but yeah, she's not. No. They just didn't have another set to use. Trick. Yeah, they try to trick people, but that just. You got to have one one season. It was the bare arm last season that was terrible looking. Uh, oh, and, now, right. and now this season, you got to have one, you know, you got to make some some choices. And this was it. That's, you know, hey. Yeah, my note literally says, why the fuck are they so close to Chittagansay? Remember how I said they were on the same set the entire time? But so she's in there. And this was I really hope they go into it next season. Um, because I'm really confused about Mrs. Coulter now at the end of this episode. Um but she's in there and the 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 witch clearly doesn't know who she is or she would have flown out there or snapped her neck or something in an instant. Um, and actually, does any of the witches know? Like, I feel like they know who Mrs. Coulter is. They know the name and they know like the woman from Bullvanger, but they wouldn't recognize her from far away. She wasn't that far, though. She was I mean, right they wouldn't up recognize her. her from flying over. Are you talking about later when Lena's actually like right on top of her? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about inside the. Yeah, the no. Lena's never met out. Mrs. Coulter. Oh, we she didn't put a. Pekala didn't put out a you know some flyers saying no. be on the lookout for this one no, here. There's no, okay. there are no photograms that they handed out. Okay, so I guess we're just unorganized as witches. I get it. I see how you were bombed last wow. couple of episode. Too yeah. soon. Also Whatever. Too soon. It did. Uh, Mary, <laughs> it's canon. Mary Mary uh, escorted the murder children back to, I guess, the adults. They're like, oh, they're over there. I didn't see anything where they pointed. 
I just saw like a little village and then they played there, very, yeah, they played very faintly, like the sound of voices, like people, you know, uh, and at first I thought it was the other children. I was like, this is okay. They took them to the other children outside of the, I'm like, why were they in the city then? But then I kind of realized, oh no, this must be the adults they were talking about in the mountains or whatever. Yeah. So. So but yeah, Mary what- escorts the 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 psychos back to the adults, and they're like, "Oh, you should come with us." And she's like, "Nah." Yeah, but I didn't see where she pointed to, or like what she was pointing to. Mary, when she was like, "I think my she's probably like up." I was like, okay. "I don't know." All right, uh, all right. She just pointed up. I was like, "Did I miss something? Like, did I see something Again, fly by?" None of okay. this is in the book, so I got nothing. Really? So all right. Yeah. That makes no, like sense. it. And, yeah. It it doesn't. They're just kind of filling time with her. And I and it's one of those things that again, I'm not even mad about it. Like I can see why they're putting this bridge between where she ends in the book and where she starts in the next book. And they're like, oh, we're gonna put something in here. Otherwise, people will ask questions. Whatever. Uh but yeah, she's like, I have a feeling that's where to look for them and like points in some general direction of up, I guess. <laughs> I wish they would have written the dialogue of be like, no, nah, I think what I'm looking for is elsewhere instead of her actually trying to point to something which you don't get to see. That's the only thing. I, my little, that's a directorial, you know, gripe. They didn't have the set. Have. They, their set ended right, right where that camera angle did. That's terrible then. <laughs> they I mean, couldn't pan that's, up anymore. That's, that's terrible. That's where the plaster ends. Uh, but yeah, Will and, Will and Lyra are still walking on the same five foot stretch of set. Uh, so Will wants to leave the witches behind and Lyra at this point still wants to stay with them. He's a hero. You know, um, well, he just wants to he just wants to he's like, I know what I want to do. And I also know that like they're adults. So like this is bad for them anyway. Like you and I are kids. We're going to be fine. We're not in danger of the specters. Like, let's just bounce. But he's like protecting, like trying, you know, he's like at the protecting type of mentality. Like these yes, specters are going to kill them. You know, we can. This is our journey anyway. Like. How about we not be responsible for the death of somebody else? You know, yeah. Touch, touching home here, Lyra, like your, oh, wow. your friend. It's, you know, is it hitting home? You leave her alone. She's twelve. She's just, just saying. Now she's. I feel like now after this episode, she's almost at the change. She's, she's not feeling different. She's twelve. Uh, she's feeling different. I think. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they've aged her up in the TV show. No, she's twelve. Uh, but Will Will's main thing at this point is still to find his father and take up his mantle. They say that all the time. Take up his mantle. Take up his mantle. That's repeated so many times. I'm sorry. What's his mantle? Take up his mantle. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you want to really take up his mantle, go join the military, bro. And then well, that's you that's can Will's own question. Because uh, his mom's the one that says it to him, and he he has the same question. He's like, "What the fuck is his mantle? Like, I don't know what that means. What do you want from me?" Yeah, well, he doesn't yeah. know. Uh, but Pan agrees with Will. He's like, you know, making some good points. Uh, but then she—I can't remember if this happens in the book—and she tells him that she she heard their conversation last night. And I can't remember if that's in the book or not. But and then you have this awkward moment of like, you were awake. You weren't supposed to hear any of that. This is awkward now. Ah, not so much awkward. Lean into it. But like then just... they're like, I've made you stronger, and you've made me stronger. Oh my god! It's a moment. It's a moment. They try. But she's they, really they... worried about Roger. Like she's still worried about Roger. She's like, I had a best friend, and he fucking died. And I don't so know I'm she's... a little traumatized. I didn't get that from that. I got that she doesn't want to make the same mistake twice. She feels 
not worried yeah. about Rod. Roger's gone. Like he should. He's he's. But he's that's dead. why she's so scared. Like she wants to stay with the witches because the witches will protect them. She doesn't want to leave the protection because the last time she had a best friend and she made a decision to take him somewhere, he fucking died. She's got a little PTSD. Yeah, I don't know, but I wouldn't say that's worried about Roger. That's more worried about Will and not making the same mistake. Where did you get again. that I was worried about Rod? What are you talking about? I thought you just said that, you like literally, like seconds no. ago. She's worried because of what happened to Roger. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so they and they're kind of just that's kind of where you leave it. They don't make a decision because we switch back to Lena, who is now in the city. Uh, and this is the it was this was weird because they this is another one where they kept the the same end result but they moved it because lena dies when boreal dies because she's there and like, you she's said she just got chilling in the background and she gets got okay so but i was like i guess you just moved it i don't know i don't really change anything so that's fine yeah i mean it doesn't really affect anything her death kind of doesn't even i guess it just shows how powerful mrs coulter is with those specters and well because in the in the book that's the first time that you realize that she can control them oh really so there's yeah. no scene in the book of her actually just walking out there to control them. no because it's there's the... no because that's all stuff that's from like mrs coulter's point of there's no mrs coulter point of view at like that that you're reading Hmm. Okay. So the the fact that Lena goes and sees her and sees what's happening with Boreal, <clears throat> and she's made herself invisible as the witches do, which I don't know if they went into in the show how the witches are quote unquote invisible. I mean, I guess I guess Rita Scotty did a little bit, but uh, she you know she's quote unquote invisible behind them. She watches what happens to Boreal, and then like Mrs. Coulter turns around and she's like, "Bitch, you think I couldn't see you the whole time?" And, and it's a whole moment. She? Because she's fucking Mrs. Coulter. I don't know. She's, oh, it's, okay. How can she control the specters? She just figures shit out. At least they attempted to say how she controls them with the whole, I just stopped the part of me that's human, basically, or that made me human. Which, again, they didn't do in the book. Like, that's what, but, that's one of the things where I was like, that was a good show. But, like, because they're not, I mean, they don't have to explain it in the show because they don't talk about it. So it doesn't matter. Well, I mean, they don't explain the show because I don't think any of them has ever been invisible. It would have just been that, uh, just, uh, best, blah, 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 I can't even talk. Would have just been when Ruta Scotti was, uh, uh, or Serafina, which one of them was it, that killed the witch on the ship before she could say anything? Uh, Ruta. Ruta yeah, yeah, yeah. was the one that, that swooped Yeah, down. and then she killed the fucking cardinal, and that was that, yeah. was that whole thing. Uh, just, but yeah, because the, the way that witches make themselves invisible is just by essentially tricking the minds of everybody else around them to not see them. They're not actually invisible. It's just that you would look at them and not, like, like the second you look away you've forgotten that they were even there okay okay so um but mrs coulter at you know somehow has learned that that's a how they do it and b how to train her mind to not fall for it so you know that that's kind of a whole big moment of you get you get the double whammy of the triple whammy of mrs coulter killing boreal not falling for the witch's invisibility and controlling the specters all at once that hits you all at the same time hmm uh, I mean, it was fine the way this was here. It was. Um, they did it very quick, though. Um, the the so basically, she just draws the uh, the specters in, and the monkey gets her demon and holds it down for the specters to kind of come in. This scene was way more traumatizing in the book than it is in the show. Like, it's relatively the same, but like this woman is screaming and begging for her life, and like she will say anything, she will give you any information you want if you just stop torturing her demon. It is it, like it's rough. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, 
when she gives up the name, basically. Yeah. Because, mm. again, like, it's another one of those, like, I really, I say it every episode, I really recommend the audiobooks for these. Because, again, the voice actress for this is just, like, screaming like she's dying. And she's like, like, Mrs. Coulter's asking her all these things that the witches protect these secrets with their life. Like, I would rather die than, than, uh, than give up this information. And that's when Mrs. Coulter's like, that's cool. I'm not going to kill you. And then starts torturing her demon instead. And that's when she's like, okay, nope. Yeah, I'll tell you whatever the fuck you want to know. Just anything, oh, anything. That's, that's an instant Simpsons mean pathetic. Like, <laughs> wow. You were, oh, yeah. I'm not going to tell you nothing. And then, okay. Pathetic. Yep. Wow. But yeah, she she does she does finally give it up because she they're talking about the prophecy and she's she's got that thing going. She's like, you were saying literally everything but the name. Say the fucking name. And she's finally like, Eve. It's Eve. Yeah, called that one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, that one that one was an easy one to to call. I, yeah. Well, especially when they did, especially how they did last because they told you everything up to the name last episode. Yeah. So it wasn't shocking when they said it this time. You don't get all of that in the book. Like you're getting all of it at the same time. And they wanted that shocking reveal um, in the in the, the show or whatever. I don't. But I don't know. That's what they. I mean, you gotta do. You gotta keep people interested. You, you gotta keep the. You gotta give some type of mystery and suspense to it. You either get that or action. Um, well, I mean, you had that already with this this idea that there was a prophecy around Lyra. So you had kind of always that thing of like the witches know who she is. There's a prophecy about her, but they gave you every single piece of it except the word yesterday, like uh, last episode. Like at that point, like you've already that's that's your reveal. You don't even need to say the name at that point because you've already said everything but it, and it's easy to guess. If you're gonna do that, just say the whole thing. I don't know, but yes, uh, Lyra is Eve, mother of all, Eve before the fall. And uh, Lyra or, or uh, Mrs. Coulter, you know, immediately is like, well, she, you know, she's Eve before the fall. And this time she cannot fall. And I'll make sure that she doesn't. She so then would uh, I mean, then I is it just like Mrs. Coulter's a, a good guy now. She's on the side, the same side. It depends on what you define as good and bad. Well, she's on the same side. I, I won't say good and bad. I'll leave that out. She's on the same side, it seems, as everybody else's kind of... She's on uh, the same side as the Magisterium. Really? Of course, the church would The church would be the first person to tell you Eve shouldn't fall. Like, if you could prevent the original sin, if you could prevent that... Oh, I'm, th- no, I'm thinking reverse. Thing. No, I'm thinking of it in hey, the reverse. Yeah. That's why. Okay, I'm thinking of it in the reverse. That's my fault. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Eve falling, and and this is, I mean, this harkens back to they've referred to other people as other other figures in this story, uh, and they're just, you know, we're finally starting to like kind of go. And this is where the Golden Compass as a book is not super blatantly anti-religion, anti-God. The Subtle Knife very much is. Very much. And this is where you really start to get, like, he wrote this series as a direct counter to the Chronicles of Narnia because he hated that every book was just a religious allegory. And, like, he didn't like the way that it treated its female characters because of it. And, like, he was just like, I fucking hate this. I'm going to write something totally different. And that's how this series started. Um, I mean, I guess whatever motivates you. I, I like I said a year ago. I'm like I've never seen those other stories. That, that totally went over my head. 
uh, especially as somebody that was raised in the church, basically. I'm like, I didn't see that at all for Lion, Witch in the Wardrobe. Oh, like, yeah. No, like the whole it's it's all the whole series is a religious allegory and he really hated it. I think he hates C.S. Lewis, but I don't know. Uh, which is funny because uh, my friend that just started watching it, she said that her, she asked her boyfriend, like, you know, did you ever read these? And he said he never read them because he thought it was just another religious allegory story the way that Narnia was. I was like, no, 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 no. I almost said, I was like, he is rolling in his great way. He's not dead. He is very upset somewhere in the Jeez. world right now. I mean. <laughs> and you think that this is the same as Narnia because that's its exact opposite of his intention. It's anti-Narnia. Uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this is where um this is where this book starts to get or is really from the start is very blatantly anti-religion and so as we're going into season 2 and at the I think you know I would talk about it at the end of season 1 as well. Um that's where that line gets drawn. Is are you going to go all the way across that line because what the movie wanted to do was tell the story and have the talking animals and the adventure and all of that, but they wanted to leave out anything that was anti-religion and i was like then you leave out the entire meat of the story after the first book which is why it was so bad but they've they've in a way kind of met those two so far Um, that's what's been bugging me the whole time is i was like they're really like they are playing that line they're not going fully into it like even like you mentioned like they don't say the word god ever in the show yeah, they've like never ever, mentioned yeah. that the authority is god they've never i don't know that have have they called the magisterium the church i feel like they have have they yeah they've said that before okay, they've so definitely they've said the that church. before yes they've 100 said that before but huh. yeah so the show is that's so i've been worried the entire season so when they wouldn't say what asriel's plan was that was what i was worried about the whole time is like are you really gonna try and tell this story without saying that asriel's plan is to kill god because you can't tell the story if you're not going to go all the way with that. It just doesn't work. But they just don't, though. They're like, my plan is to kill the authority. The authority, whatever. Uh, so that's, I, I mean, that, gonna... you can whatever it, but it's the that's the way that they're going to, you know, they play it out so that they will stay away from the previous, you know, uh, Catholic uh, church thing. All like cowards. Th- that's just that's just how they're gonna do. But I like I said before the show, I'm like you still get the same point across when you're doing that because you use the word authority, and that's supposed to be over everything, right? Yeah. So, well, and, and and visually, they're not holding back at all from the fact that the Magisterium is the Catholic Church. Like that's very blatant. Um, so they're not like I'm not mad. I'm not as mad about it as like the, like the movie blatantly wanted to ignore all of that, and that's why you know they never could have finished. Even if they had, even if the movie hadn't flopped, they couldn't have finished the story as it was told because they just avoided all of that. I don't even know where you would go from there. What would you even do after that? I don't know. The third book would just not make sense. Um, no, they 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 would just like what do was the their same plan thing. when they, they were writing the, it? They would just be doing the same thing. That you would have to create a figurehead that you know. It, it's kind of like how when they did the Watchmen movie. Oh crap! Never mind. I haven't seen. They changed things in the comic. I mean, in the movie, in the comic. And I know me and Steven have like argued over this, like, especially like with you watching it and watching the series and stuff like that. Cause they, they changed things in the comic 
that make it impossible for them to have done the show. That's why I was like, if you read the comic, you can watch the show. You'd have no problem. If you read the, the or if you watch the movie and then go into the show, you're going to be like, well, what the heck? What is this? Like, when did this stuff happen? <laughs> the squid and stuff. Like, yeah, it's all it's literally yeah. the squid stuff. Like, it's yeah. the major thing and everything. So they they would have to have found just like they did in the Watchmen. They would have to find a different figurehead to be like, okay, that's the 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 main bad guy. It's the the you know. I would love to sit down with the people that wrote that book and just have that conversation of like, when you wrote this movie. Did you, A, think that you were going to make two more? Like, was that your plan? Did you think that you were going to make all three of these? And B, how the fuck did you think that was going to go? Because even if you just replace, like, you're like, okay, well, we're not, it's not the authority. It's fucking Bill Green over here, who was the bad guy now. And that's who we're taking down. But, like, it's still, A, not a family fun adventure movie. It's not. It's very brutal and terrible. And it's not a kids movie. Uh, and be like, what is the point of any, I just, I would like to have that conversation. I don't even know who wrote that movie. We should reach out be like, Hey, you wrote this shit movie. That's a great way to talk to people. You wrote this shit movie. And I want to know where you thought you were going with it. Uh, and they'll never tell you the true honest <laughs> thing of it was just money. I could yeah. care less. <laughs> That's what it but that was. Doesn't make sense because you know what gets you more money making the next two movies. You get triple the money. Uh, true. Like that, that is a fact, but it's either quick money now or, you know, <laughs> you know, so I think it was a cash grab real fast, especially sure when we watched, when we watched those trailers and they try to market it as, you know, from the, from the people that brought you this and that. I'm like, okay, you know, but you didn't bring me that like right now you, you brought me something <laughs> totally different. So uh, yeah, it's a cash grab, and I think, I think they like, wanted they wanted the next Narnia, which is hilarious. They, and Narnia was that big? It was big enough to make five of them. Movies? Yeah, they made five of those movies. Did they really? I must have slept on every single one of them they because they did the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I remember they that. Did, uh, did they do four? Maybe because they did the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. They did. The third, no, the fourth book, which I, I'm missing one of the, whatever the second movie was, I can't remember what it was called. They did the second movie, they did Prince Caspian, and then they did The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. But they skipped books one and three, and they did books two, which is Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, four, five, and six? Um, they made four movies. But yeah, they, they, they made, Wardrobe, they made. Caspian, Voyage, and that's it. Maybe oh, three. they did three. Okay, because I, I, I say there's no way I missed five freaking movies. Like I all I remember is the first skipped. one. All I remember was the first one, honestly. And I, no, I'm looking at you the other ones is, now. Is Voyage of the Dawn Treader is the fifth book, which is why I always think they were because. But they skipped books one and three when they made them into movies. They just did books two, four, and five. God honest truth, when that when that movie came out and they said they were making a sequel, I was like, where are they getting the material from? Because there was only The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It's a seven-book series. Not not to Aaron Carter when we were you know in why school. Seven? Because seven's a really important religious number. Uh, okay. But <laughs> when I was in school, we read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And I remember you read that at, shit in school? We didn't get to read I, I, No, we didn't have to read that. Oh. This, it was, it was a, I think it was like a voting thing. 
uh, in my elementary, in our class. They were like, all right, which uh, we have a whole bunch of books. Which one do you guys want to read? And I remember I saw the cartoon from it. And I, that was the only reason why I was like, oh, yeah, I, I remember this one. Some Turkish delight stuff. I remember that. And which so, is disgusting, by the way. I don't know what it is. It's British people. Their food is Turkish nice. delight is disgusting. They're like, you betrayed your family for this shit. So I remember that. And that was it. I just thought that was it. We never read like the series or anything like that. Like this was a one and done thing. And like I said, it was just a story about people going and seeing, you know, magical creatures in another world. No, I, people were too young to know there was any type of allegory for anything else. Like, well, yeah, I mean, that's the same thing I said about his dark materials is like when I'm a kid, I'm reading it and I'm like, ah, talking animals and traveling across the world. And then you read it as an adult and you're like, wow, this is really anti-religion. It's like this, you don't pick up on that shit when you're a kid. Yeah, so like I don't, I don't know. But all that to say, yes, they made multiple of those movies. They were big enough that they made three of them, and introduced yeah. my world to the wonder that is Ben Barnes. I love oh, that. I don't know. Who, don't he know played Prince Caspian, and now I'm like, okay, we're not gonna. He plays the Darkling in the Shadow and Bone show. It's, I'm very excited. Anyway, we've gotten very off topic. Sheesh. Okay. I'm in my feels about him playing the Darkling. I'm really, it's, it's a thing. I'm very excited. I don't know what that is. It's that's the next podcast. Okay, but yeah, but you're not (laughs) supposed to say anything about it. We had this discussion. We're not talking about it? No, because I don't want to know any. I wanted the same experience. No, 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 that's fine. That's fine. I thought you meant that we're not talking about the fact that we're going to do a podcast on it. Oh, no, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we'll do it. We're doing it. I'm not saying anything about the Darkling. Just that's that's just a character. We'll talk about this after. See, now I know. And I've already started. Wow, that there's a character named the Dark. Okay, all right. Yeah, let's let's move. Where the fuck were we? What were we talking about? Eve before Uh, the fall, everybody. Yes, yes. Eve Eve before the fall. fall And we got another one of those weird scenes of Mrs. Coulter, like, snapping out of it. So I was like. I don't know what's going on. I don't okay, know. What so I doing. feel like, and I thought this was going to happen because after she kills the witch or whatever, and she's almost toying with the idea of doing the same thing to her own monkey. And I'm like, is she going to come to a point where she wants to rip the humanity out of her so bad that she's going to kill her monkey and just chance still it? Sounds dirty. I mean, she shouldn't have had a monkey then. <laughs> she had a rhino as a freaking demon or something. But like, I don't, I, I, I'm really interested to know if that's how it is in the book. Is she so against her own humanity that she does these type of things? No. All right. I don't, okay. like, there's, I'm trying to remember if there's, like, moments where they mentioned her, like, slapping his hand away or, I don't know. I don't, I can't recall any time where they're like, she literally tortured a fucking demon and didn't care. Uh, unless there's some stuff in the Amber Spyglass that I'm not remembering, because that's the one that it's been the longest since I've read. Mm. But uh, yeah, I don't know what, the show is doing weird shit with Mrs. Coulter, like, not giving a damn about her demon. She, she really, yeah, really. Like, the, yeah. the, the, the monkey is just as evil as Mrs. Coulter in the books at this, like, there's unless there's something wildly different in the amber spyglass that i'm completely blanking on like lyra is afraid of that monkey the same way she's afraid of mrs coulter because they have the same goals they are the same like it's her demon yeah that's what I, that's what i would think but she acts in the show definitely i, have, yeah, like, I agree I with you why. i agree with you but like uh for the people listening she literally if you have not watched and you just listen to our you know podcast that's thank you one uh why <laughs> to, why 
I, I would wonder that too, but like, hey, maybe we tell a better story than they do. So yeah. she, uh, or whatever, uh, she acts as if she does not need it, right? And I'm always thinking, I was like, if anything happens to this thing, it happens to you too. Why would you treat something like that? Like, what is this, this self, you know, flogging stuff that you're doing? I don't understand I don't that. It's weird. Okay. Rita Scotty's back. I don't remember what happened in that scene because it just goes to a different scene after that. But I think she came back and they're just like, all right, she's here. And then they snapped again to a different yeah, scene. They do a quick uh, high five thing where they're, you know, she's like, hey, you know, people are hearing about this war. So, you know. And then we meet some, uh, some, some soldiers that are definitely not Nazis. They are a thousand and one percent Nazis. They like, were the 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 design on these was very much like we really want them to know these are the bad guys. Yeah, yeah, they they yeah. What is the point was, of the cloaks? They're in a tropical environment. They're sweating. It's hot. Why are they wearing giant black cloaks and covering their faces? Um, Corona. Wow, in that world too. <laughs> it's, I mean, somebody shouldn't have opened a portal and unleashed a whole bunch it. of things. Exactly. Oh, no. It no, it's, it's, it's asymptomatic. It's you know, like 80% of the cases are spread by asymptomatic people. It's, now he just didn't know. It's straight up Azrael. I'm putting this in his camp. That's, that's why Chitagatze is really empty. Exactly. Terrible. Let's get off of that dark subject. <laughs> Uh, I guess we like have like a really quick back and forth because I guess then we go back to Ruta Scotty and we're finally, you know, we're we're putting pieces together. So Ruta Scotty has come back, uh, I guess, from seeing Asriel. Although it, at this point, from what the show it looks like, you would think she just turned around after she saw the cliff ghasts. Pretty much, it didn't seem like she even spoke with anybody. Like she, they didn't talk no about news. how she saw Asriel. They definitely didn't yeah. talk about how she and Asriel banged real quick before she flew away. Well. And it's like, all right, you had a quick nightcap. Wow. Uh, cool. Wow. Because, yeah, the show doesn't mention um, at all in that in that initial, like, council meeting that the witches have on that mountain. Um, the reason Ruta Scotty is so, like, she knows Asriel very well. And she she trusts his decisions. And she's like, if this is what he's doing, then I trust that, you know, um, you know, I know him well enough that I trust that, that this is something that we should at least know about if not be a large part of and i'm gonna go mm. find out is because they were lovers in the past so she, like she knows him very well and like it was such a weird thing to throw in there so quick because she flies in and she's like i got there right as he was preparing to go to bed and the line is like and all the witches in the room knew what that meant but will and lyra didn't and then just moves wow. on and i was like all right way to throw that in there good for you good for you girl get yours get yours it was probably a thing. I mean, they do it all the time <laughs> with adaptations. We got to figure out what's going to actually move the story forward. Is her banging Asriel one of those things? Yes, probably it is. Not. Yes, it is. No, all right. Not at all. Is it wow. fan service for Emma? Let's put it on the chopping block. That's what we're doing. <laughs> How dare you? Give me naked James McAvoy, you cowards. Wow. But so we finally start putting pieces together. You know, they ask her, like, is Azrael preparing for war? And she tells him, you know, he's preparing to fight the authority, like, like flat out. Like, he's going to fight the authority. And I believe we should get all of the witch clans together and join him. Every single witch should come and join this fight on his side. You know, and this is 
this is the great war. This is the end of suffering. And then they're talking about Lyra and how she's the child that will bring about the end of destiny and return free will. And she's what's important here is what Seraphine is kind of arguing. And, and, and. So now that, that the, the cat's out of the bag with that though, I'm like, where is the lack of free will? Uh, everything you guys are doing so far is all free will of what you, you know, for what you've been doing. But they're basically they're- a small rebel group. Like the world at large, at least the world at large is kind of controlled by various organizations that are like the Magisterium. The The Magisterium is the largest of them um, in their in their hemisphere, in their part of the world. But it's like, you. there's no freedom of thought. There's no freedom of expression. Yeah, it- like you, you don't have any of that. Like if you question the authority, they will kill you. If you find a... Uh, factual information that disproves something that the authority teaches they will kill you they you know everybody is under the is under their thumb yeah so that in their world i you know i i see that but you've now seen these especially the possibility of countless different type of worlds and you again you know that there are things that resemble that in these other worlds but you make it seem like everybody is under the same thing that you are but that's just not true well the show doesn't the show doesn't really talk about it but and you said the same thing to the passage i read but like the book blatantly mentions like asriel has seen other worlds and other worlds have the same shit like you have the same things happening in other places that are happening here and all of it is done under the name of the authority so like the the book is like yeah it's it's not just us it's not just here it may be worse here than in other places it may be better here than in other places but there is some level of this everywhere uh, I mean, the book is, you know, the book had to justify, you know, his actions in some way. I'm just, I'm just wondering if they could have done a better job, like showing that in, in, in the, the TV show. Cause like, I don't know. Have you ever seen the movie 1984? No. So nor have I they, read the book. So they do a very good job of of putting that across. Like this actually, Asriel in that world would make a lot more sense than what he's doing in this book. Because there's, there's, there is no free will, like at all throughout. Like there's not even a glimpse of it anywhere. And even when you think there is, like towards the end of the book, they just remind, it's a very dark book. It, they yeah. just go through to remind you, nah, there's not. So, like, with this book, and you see the countless of other worlds, that's why I'm saying they probably should have done a better job of showing that in these countless other worlds. Like, it no, can be done. Yeah. It can be done, guys. Or so. even if it's just even if it's just dialogue, which is the way it is in the book. Like, you know, they talk about other places where, um, like I mentioned to you in the past, like, they talk about other worlds where they find, you know, when they find witches, they burn them at the stake. Or... Um, there's a mention at some point, and I think it talks about in other worlds and in this world where they talk about, um, how girls have their genitals mutilated, uh, women more so that, you know, actually almost exclusively, uh, as opposed to men, like they talk about very specific things that are done in the name of the authority and the fact that it exists, you know, in all places, like the, like the witch burning thing is very much obviously like is our world. Cause that was a thing that we did. We accused women of being witches and then burned them alive for it. But like, it's like a, a, a horror on, on, on realizing that, that this, 
entity, this authority extends elsewhere. Because when she talks about it, she's like, you know, he told me there are worlds where this happens. Like our sisters, which is just like us, if we were in this other world, would be burned alive in the name of the authority. And like they start to mention other things. And it's it's kind of sprinkled throughout the book. It's not one conversation. And it's just stuff that the show doesn't talk about. It's, it's, it's a strange thing because it's like... I don't, because um, we only see three worlds, you know? We only see their world, Prime, and Chitagatse's world. And, uh, you know, we only really get to see, actually, I don't even think we really get to see the oppression in their world where the Magisterium is. Like I said, that No, you're very been, right. They don't show it. The, like, from a di- directing standpoint, they they missed a bunch of marks, which I'm, I'm like, are you still, like, satisfied with that like it's not as much of a um clear line that these guys are the The overtly overtly bad guys like that's it the show literally just like the show is just telling you that they're they're just telling you and you just have to accept that like my my in my opinion, Boreal is like the head bad guy. All right, calm He's, down. He's no, no, not from a like a fanboy <laughs> because I like how he you know how he dresses and everything like that. But his actions throughout the whole show, he's been consistently shady and and um, and he's shown throughout the, the whole show. And he's like he's he's had the most yeah reach. He's shown that he is willing to kill somebody you know uh, just on a whim you know, like crushing the woman's butterfly season one. And it's like, like, yeah, this dude is, you know, yeah, he's the bad guy. He's clearly, but like their organization as a whole, I'm like, I needed to see them really putting the thumb down on society. They felt like they did an adequate job of portraying them as the bad guys because they're all dressed in black. Okay. Uh, They were like, that's how you can tell visually that these are the bad guys. They're all dressed in black. They have a very big amphitheater. All right. That's how I that like if we were if we were to interview like uh, the writers of the show and stuff like that and like even maybe the directors that would be one of my major questions. Be like, can you pinpoint in these in this season the moments where you thought you betrayed them as the ultimate bad guys or the actual antagonists of the show? It would be bombing Um, the witches, which is actually probably why they did that. But when did we get that? Yeah, we got that so far away. the fact that they spent season one hunting Lyra, like that's your, that's your motivation there. Like they're hunting this little girl. This little girl is our main character. That's how you know they're the bad guys. Mm. Yeah. So, and then when they ran out of that, they were like, ah, well now bomb the witches. That wasn't in the book. They need to look like the bad guys. Bomb the witches. Like that should have been, you know, definitely. That should have been the first thing. They bombed the witches. And then we could cut to Lyra and it's just like, wait, what is that? And then you kind of wind back later and be like, oh, these guys committed like this mass genocide, you know, in the name of the authority type of situation. Yeah. Like, do I have to write this season over? Like, do, wow. what, what, is, what is this? You know? So Ruta Scotty uh, is has decided that she's going back to Azriel. Uh, she heard about something called Esahetra, that it will be the difference between victory and defeat. And she's like, I'm leaving to go find Esahetra. And I'm like, Esahetra is 10 feet to your left. But okay. Uh, I mean, it's not like she can feel it. It's not like it's a, you know, putting off vibes. I mean, it's not her fault that she doesn't know. Anyway. It was just it was just silly that I was like, oh, you're, yeah. bye. You're, it's right there. <laughs> bye. Have fun with that. Uh, she's going to be laugh when she finds out. Terrible. But uh, Serafina is going to stick with Lyra and Will and find his father. Like, that's, she's like, this is my mission. 
you know, if it helps the overall, great. This is what I, you know, this little girl, this prophecy is what we're protecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. It's not yet. Gonna... It's not yet. It's not yet. But Lee does you get know, shot in the leg. I was gonna say you need to take a take a moment for Lee the, gets uh... shot in the leg. They see the bird demon overhead of I guess the commander of the the Nazis. Uh, Pretty far away. Pretty far away. I said from, the same uh... thing. I was like, why is his bird hella far from him? How close are they? Because at first I thought it was uh, the the shamans, but then I was like, no, that's. Uh... It's not his, that was weird. So. That was a that was a choice they made. I don't know why, but uh, yeah. So uh, they see that and they're like, "Oh shit!" They're right on top of us. Which, if you can see his demon, you can see him. They can't go that far apart. But whatever. Um, yeah, and Lee gets Lee gets shot in the leg. My, my, my boy. It was a graze. Let's be honest. Look, look the. The SFX, uh, the the FX makeup on this, the the gunshot wounds, not the greatest, not the greatest. You just you have to imagine, I guess. It's a literal graze in his ankle. He, ah, I can't go on. Splotch of paint. I can't go on. Go he without me. Shot through the leg. Well, then he also like doesn't have a limp. I mean, uh, adrenaline. I was. I, what? Because he was like, oh, I'm not yeah. running on this leg. And then proceeds to run pretty quickly and climb some rocks. I was like, didn't you just get shot in the foot? Adrenaline. Okay. He got All nicked right. in the foot in adrenaline. I guess. Uh, and then Mrs. Coulter and her demon have a weird moment again. They're they're in the tower. She she is having, she's just, I don't know what's going on with her. She's breaking down. She's breaking down. She's talking to her monkey. She's like, you're either with me or you're against me. And if you're against me, you're against Lyra. And then she kicks him. And I don't know what's happening here. I, her story is very, uh, I'm very interested to see how it's going to all end. Um, I don't, I, I, I don't know what she stands to gain from anything because I thought I did. I thought she wanted this this new bound, like, uh, fr- like just go stay in a different world if you want this new bound freedom type of situation, you know, th- that you won't have. Because it even, uh, we're not there yet. But, yeah, I don't know. Her, her, confu- her character is actually the most confusing right now, I would have to say. Definitely. She's the most confusing right now. Yeah, she's like, she, so she's kicking her demon. And then she asks him, what are you afraid of? My bitch, you. Yeah. And what do you mean? What is he afraid of? These freaking specters everywhere that you put right up in my face that <laughs> you know what could happen if they touched me. So like, what do you mean? There's plenty to be afraid of. I don't understand. Yeah. She's like, are you afraid of Lyra? Girl, why do you think? Okay. I don't know. She's going crazy. Uh, my note literally just says this woman is insane because then she starts you know she gets on her knees and she's comforting him and she's petting him she is like the this is a picture perfect scene of an abuser like yeah, full stop right. it was I very said, disturbing I even said I think the monkey had a nose before and <laughs> she she ripped it off in one of their little spats or something wow yeah you leave him alone he's fine uh, and then she she ascends the tower um, Giacomo Paradisi's body is still chilling up there just uh, That's a long name. being dead. <laughs> wow. Wow. You leave him alone. That's a great name. Wow. And, and she the, has her little, uh, what you call her X-Men moment of uh, controlling yeah. the specters. And they ascend up the tower, um, hanging on to the tower, by the way. they uh, Emma seems to think they were flying, but you can clearly tell that they were climbing up the tower. 
um, because they can't fly. You know, we've we that's been established actually in the show because uh, Spectre said they can't reach us up here. You know, wow, so, wow. So they were clearly climbing, but yeah, she has another. This is just like another cool shot of her standing in the window and the specters flying around her. I was like, ah, oh, so you're a cool visual shot. Yeah, Great. pretty much. Yeah. Ugh, and then they they dragged they dragged this out. So we go back to Lee. They dragged this moment with Lee out like half the episode, and it was my nerves. They hurt. Uh, but Lee decides he's gonna stay and cover so that Grumman can run and get you know get far away. Which we come to find later didn't matter anyway, but whatever. Um, so he's gonna he's gonna stay behind and and because you know he can't run. One of them needs to hold him off so the other one can get out. And then first, like Grumman is the first one that's like, "I'll stay behind." I'm like, "Bitch, you know what you have to do. Why you why are you volunteering for this? You know it has to be him." What? Why? Why what? Why does it have to be him? Because. Grumman is the one that knows what's going on. He knows what to do when he finds the 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 knife bearer. He knows right? what he needs to tell him. Lee doesn't yeah. know any of that. Hey Lee. Lee is just go. escorting him. But hey, then Lee. again, when well, you get here's there, what the no no no, cuz here <laughs> is what cuz it's the the line that I read you out of the book that they left out of the show where okay. he betrays Lee's he betrays the promise he made to Lee. Which because was... he, which was that this knife is going to be used to protect Lyra. That's that was his promise. But what he actually has to tell the the knife bearer is that he needs to get his ass out to Azriel. So he couldn't have told Lee that because that wasn't the deal. So it was just okay. a weird. It was just a weird thing to put in there of like this guy, like Lee's purpose right now is to find you and escort you to the knife bearer ex Lyra. Like that's that's his job right now. You have to be the person that talks to the knife. So why are you sitting here like, okay, I'll sit here and hold him off while you run for Like, what? No. It was just weird. It was a weird line to put in there. But Lee, you know, says, you know, it has to be me. I can't run anyway. And you just remember that promise you made to me. You know, I love I love that girl like a daughter. I love oh, her so much. Two days. You've known her two days, bro. Remember your promise. Wow. And he's, he's like, you know, he's like, ah, it's, if this were anyone else, it'd be suicidal. But I'm a fine shot, so... It's gonna yeah. be fine. Famous words of a dying man, like oh more fo- more foreshadowing for sure. Again, like it's and again, if it was all one individual scene, it would be a lot easier. But because they're gonna drag it out over half an hour, I can see how it's like. Yeah, I saw this coming twenty five minutes ago. Like I'm not. This is whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you get your your conversation about about where you think Lyra's gonna change. So Lyra and Pan start talking about um, settling. Yeah. And so that's why I'm like, if she's quote unquote feeling like she's, you know, going to change, have they aged her up in the show now? And she's, you know. No, because they, they talk about it in, in the book. Like she she and Pan wonder quite a lot what he's going to settle as, you know, where she's like, you know, we're growing up, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling, you know, I don't feel like a kid anymore. Like, I don't feel like the same kid I was when I left Jordan College. She's. <laughs> Mentally, she has grown up a lot in the last little while. She's had, you know, had to grow up very fast. Um, so it's just there. There, she wonders what he's going to settle as. You know. Okay. What are we? What? What are we going to be? He says, maybe a flea. Hopefully. That'd be stupid. What a terrible like, demon to have. The, the worst. <laughs> you could die in an instant. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I mean, now if it's if I know it's something like that, then I figure by the end of the whole thing, she'll. She'll settle. That'll be the ending. Whatever massive decision she makes uh, as Eve, um, 
I figure there's going to be an apple involved. She's going to bite it. Uh, and uh, well, settling is always settling is tied to puberty, and um, the specters are more seem to be more tied to like seventeen and up. There's like a weird gap there for some mm. reason. We're like, I, I don't know. I don't know. But she's going to yeah, bite so, the apple. Oh, wow. <laughs> we cut back to Mary for what I think is the last time. I believe is the last time that we see her. Yeah. Uh, consulting the down. I Ching again and getting yeah, yeah. some fucking riddles back. And she keeps seeing these these blue flower petals that are being blown toward her. She's picking them up and like, oh, what are these? Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, there was from... nothing really given from that. But but where did they come from? What flower? When's the last time you saw a blue flower in this fucking mountain that she's? I just climbing? took it as a sign from something, some you know, maybe mm-hmm. the the angels just like hey, follow the blue petals or something like that. You know, that's just all Lee I took has, it as. Lee has thirty bullets left. He does not have thirty bullets. He literally he has, has like, bullets. he's got like nine shots left. Really though, like he dumped it out, and he was like, "How many we got?" And she looks at like seven bullets, and she's like, "About 30. Yeah, exactly. I was like, that's, that's not. What are you talking about, Hester? You can't. And you're by, a rabbit. You can't count. And by my count, he's killed more uh, people than they showed at that first shot of them hunting them. So I'm like, "Where are these extra troops coming from?" There's one dirigible left. Yeah. And I know they don't hold more than 24 people, right? Because <laughs> the witch came through and killed two of them, which took out 24. So that means Max, there's probably 12. I'll even push it and say 13 people maybe on there if they <laughs> sit on each other's lap. He killed at least eight of them. So, but he's, you know, he would have been good. He would have been good if they had double teamed. He but was overwhelmed. He was overwhelmed. There's still still another plot hole in this too. Is this the scene? You know, uh, it's no. He doesn't. Well, is it? No, because they do cut back and forth. They do yeah, cut back. So and it's forth. not. It's not quite yet. But um, so he's he's down to his last bullets. He's out. His pistol's out. Uh, he's down to his last bullets on his on his his rifle. Um, Hester thinks it's her fault. You know, she, she thinks she should have talked him out of this a long time ago. And if she had, then they wouldn't be here. And she's, <laughs> I tell you, reading this scene, I reread the series a couple years ago. And that's when I listened to the audiobooks. I was listening to the books. I, I had to pull over. I was on the freeway and I was crying so hard. I had to pull over. Good Lord. Good Lord. When I got to the chapter where Lee died. That's why, and when it happened, when it happened, I I was just like, I'm not gonna say anything, because there's the 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 giantest plot hole in there, and I'm just gonna. This is I know she's probably very you know emotional right now, so I'm gonna say so to the point where I stopped because there was a, a bunch of scenes just like one after another that kind of seemed like they would be emotional for you being so attached to the these characters and everything like that so that's why i wouldn't say anything and then when you text saying you know if you're talking i can't hear you i was like oh no i'm i'm just quiet i'm just <laughs> i'm letting, letting me have, be in my field yes i was so guess. glad we're on a call and not in person because i was crying so much i muted myself on discord so i could like sniffle and breathe good lord good lord i was like every we... time we go see a movie and i cry he looks at me and like makes fun of me i'm really glad i'm i don't make fun call. of you i tell yeah, you to I pull yourself together <laughs> i'm like pull yourself. we're here in public 
we are in public like that. I can't decide but, if you're worse or Steven, who has no idea what to do with me and just looks helpless and tries to offer me napkins. It's like, what can I do? And I'm like, don't look at me. Terrible. I So we're going to talk about it now that the moment is over. Why didn't he pull out the freaking exactly. cell phone yep. the moment yep. they crash land? You got Superman on your side. Yep. Like, I don't understand. Do they say anything like that in the book? So Lee, I believe, doesn't remember that he has it right away. And they're like in the middle of, they're like in the thick of it. And Hester, kind of at the same point, she was like, hey, the cloud pine, use the cloud. Like she gave it to us. And he's like, oh, fuck, that's right. Like, let me grab this. Um, and roughly at the same point. But the problem lies here in the show of like, we've seen the witches. We've seen A, especially we see later on, they're very close. They're very yes. close. And yes, B, yes. the witches have fucking super speed. Yes. And she could have been there like an instant. That's not how it works. They are not and that close to Serafina and they do not fly that fast. So she still doesn't get to him in time. Platoon they could have done. No, okay, you know, but even if they did that and like say he, he quote unquote saves or she saves them uh, and they make it to the kids and they have them die there. Um, now, because I'm guessing in the book, Lyra won't find out that Lee died till much later, right? She, I mean, at this point, she doesn't know. She has no idea. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so then, yeah, never mind about that then. Okay. But, yeah, so he he remembers, or Hester remembers the cloud pine. He grabs it, and he's like, I hope that was enough. Like, I don't really know, you know what I'm doing with this. But when you have this thing that they've built up these witches to be Superman, like, you have that question of, like, how did she not get there fast enough? Like, she should have been, she could basically fucking teleport there with how fast they fly. That's not how it works. Um, yeah. So she does, she does get there. She gets there much late. Like, it's, it's, it's gone and happened by the time she gets there. Uh, it's been, it's been quite a while. And it's, oh. the, the last, the last words that Hester has, like, are her last words from the book. And then she just curls up on him and then they die. I, in that instant, I, wondered how does that work in a world where you could technically be dead and be resuscitated oh i see like what oh that is that you know just didn't come just doesn't come up maybe they don't have oh, okay. uh they, they, they don't, don't have though, right? defibrillation in there yeah world. like i'm like i'm saying they probably don't have the same techniques and medical yeah. you know i mean they have but, cpr do they is it in the book do they CPR is not a technology. Uh, it's uh, it's a technique. Ability. I understand. Yeah, but it wasn't but around no, forever. Addressed. That's what it's I'm saying. Addressed. Like, yeah. So, mm, interesting. That'd be an interesting thing. Like, oh, his his demon just disappeared on the table. We lost him, and then all of a sudden, he just comes back. Does the demon just not come back? Or hmm. I got nothing. I got nothing. I got no answers right. for you. But no uh, so this is where things get weird because Will. So Will at this point wanders off to find his dad and I just have, a, I have a, uh, a question. It just says, are the soldiers going to kill Grumman with seven question marks? So yeah, I guess they got through, you know, they killed Lee. Wait, no, but what? The witch but was there. It makes his, and it makes Lee's sacrifice like meaningless. Because he didn't do anything. He didn't stop the Magisterium. He didn't stop their soldiers from getting Grumman. Because yeah, they could that, still yeah. fucking see him. 
It yeah. just, that's that's probably what pisses me off the most. Is like when you change who kills Grumman, it makes Lee's sacrifice meaningless. It kind of makes his whole story arc meaningless. Because like, what did he do ridiculous. this whole time? I mean, like, what did he... He, he brought Grumman to Will. That's that's basically what it is. He he was he was a taxi driver. Cool. Yeah, he was an aeronaut. But uh, even then, even then, you could. Mm, there's a <laughs> lot of ways that it could have, like with the 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 pieces that they're giving you in the stories. There's other ways that he could have got that information to Will, like as he didn't even really need to travel to even go see Will. Like he could have been like, I'm gonna go see the witches and you know, convince them. They know about the prophecy. They know everything. So let's convince them. They can make it to Will. Boom. Done and done. Well, I think this is just where it comes down to different parties having different information. So, like, he knows... Grumman knows that he needs to get information to the knife bear. He doesn't know who the knife bear is. He has a vague inclination of where he is um, and how to find him, but he doesn't know who he is. And he doesn't know, like, if you told the witches about the knife bear, they have no idea what the knife is. They're from a completely different world. Like, they wouldn't understand. Like, it's just different parties having different information. So, Grumman at this point is the only one that has enough information. He doesn't have all of it, but he has enough information to get in the right direction. That he can't tell anybody else. Who else would understand? Who else would know? Nobody know, Nobody understands what knife bear means. I mean, He's he the only one basically when he told when he told when he boiled it down to Will, he basically just said, Lee? "You need to get our right. no." When he when he when he makes it to Will, I know we're skipping. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm skipping a little forward, but he basically boiled it down to you just need to get the knife on the side or to Azrael. Like that's that's it. Like and he he wrapped it up. It's more emotional because they're father and son and they're meeting. You know, basically for the first time. Um, and, and that's all wrapped in it, but it's so short of a moment that it doesn't. It's a little really... long. It's a very long moment. All right, it's a very uh, long moment. I could relative see, like, you... to the book. Yeah, well, yeah, relative to the book for sure. <laughs> it's a very long moment. But again, like I haven't read the book, so coming in as is just a spectator of the show, they've just met for two minutes, and that's it. Like it's the it's the whole Lyra and Lee thing. They just met for two minutes, and I don't. You know, I understand his wanting for his father. You know, he left him and he felt like things could have been different if this man were around. But he showed up. He told you what you have to do. He lied to you in your face again. Um, by talking, oh, yeah, then we'll go home. No, bro, you know, it's not going <laughs> down like that. This is a door you've opened and you're not walking back through. Like, that's for sure. So... I don't know. It just didn't. It it, it made me seem like his character kind of was wasn't really that useful. Yeah, read the books. Yeah, but I, I I'm I'm just simply going off the show. I know it's a fail. I mean, it's a, it's a failing of the show. I I get that. But like, so I guess I mean we're we're there. The only thing we skip is that we see. This is where I got confused about the sets because my note is Mrs. Coulter just showed up where Mary Malone was? Question mark or where Will is? Yeah, these sets are really confusing. Or my theory from season one, she's a witch and she flew there fast. So there you go. Wow. But uh, and then I just have Will and his dad. So I actually had to read Aaron an extended uh, excerpt from the book because I, I needed you to understand how much the show is really given you here. The show is 
so much nicer to its audience than the book is because you get, they see each other. There's a recognition. He's like, oh my God, dad. He says, oh my God, Will. And then they have a conversation and like he gets to ask him, he's like, what happened? Why didn't you come home? You know, mom had a really hard time. You know, what happened? Like they have a whole conversation. Motherfucking no, absolutely. Uh-huh. They meet, I had, to, I had to read Aaron the whole passage. They, they meet in the show. First of all, it's the middle of the night and then his dad has a hood up. So he doesn't recognize him. The first thing they do is beat the absolute crap out of each other. Grooman just grabs his arm and like they just start fighting. And Will literally thinks he's about to die. So he is fighting for his life. He is kicking the crap out of this man. He's trying to hit him. His hand is still wounded because the witch's uh, spell didn't work. So he still like thinks he's dying. And then when it finally comes out, so they, they, there's a recognition of, you know, Grumman sees that he doesn't have the fingers and he's like, oh, fuck, this is the bear. And that's when you kind of get the whole, the, the conversation of you're the knife bear. Okay, this is what you have to do. This is what you have to do. But they still don't know who each other is. It's not until the end of their conversation, he's like, I would like to look upon the face of the knife bear. And he like lights a lantern and he like Will sees, you know, you know, his dad's face and his dad sees his face. And it's a split second of recognition. And then I was, it, it's the, what you always say, fuck it, sniped. He immediately is impaled by an arrow and a witch kills him in that same second that they recognize each other. Dead. Is it a witch on their side or the other side? I don't know if it's a witch on our side. It's a witch on our side because they and it's it's something that they I noted that they left it out earlier in that witch's council when they were talking about Stanislaw Grumman. There's a witch who speaks up and she um, or no, it's it's one of the queens has her and she's like, I have a witch who knows him. Um, but he, he scorned her. Like she offered him, like she loved him. She offered him his heart, her heart. He said, no, like he scorned her, you know, and she, you know, witches don't forgive that. And it's kind of, it's been mentioned before. So you have the backstory of like, if you do not say no to a witch offering her heart to you, she will straight up murder you, which is exactly what happens. Wow. Okay. That's they don't a take little... that shit politely. Like they, that's a they little don't, much. they don't forget. They don't forget. And that, I mean, that's what she says when Will asks him why she's like, I loved him. And, you know, I'm a witch. We don't forgive. Uh, oh, she, bump that was, all of them yeah. then. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing. She yeah, all of them. straight up murders him. Yeah, and no, then she kills I herself. Was, no, and then she see, kills I, herself. I really misinterpreted that that passage that you read because I I was thinking she ran up on a scene. I don't know who this is. I got to protect this kid. I'm going to kill him. So boom, I killed him. Did you oh not no, listen? I made a mistake. I was listening, but like I said, I interpreted it different than than the way I. How know, do you interpret? I loved him, and he oh, broke no, my I didn't heart. Hear that and we part. don't forget because uh, you I, weren't I listening. I was here. I heard the the beginning part. All right, I, I heard the terrible. beginning part. So yeah, in in the book, they literally like the second they recognize each other, he's murdered by a witch. Uh, Will is about to kill her. He like he has her by the hair. He throws her across like he throws her like a rag doll is the way the book describes it. And then Which she stabs no herself sense. in the heart. It makes no sense. A twelve year old throwing her, an adult woman anywhere. He's very angry. I, this is uh, this is a, <laughs> this is an author that has never met a child. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> that has never met a child, and it's evidence in this book. But and that. Now, but it's it it get like you how don't do have you this, like you any characters, Emma, in this book? How? I don't understand. I like Lee Scoresby, okay? And they killed him. Yeah, okay. But now that you've divulged that they oh we're witches, we never forgive. You 
just like there's no there's no and then you don't even get the satisfaction of justice being served she takes herself out yep she that yeah see but see. like the show gives you a whole father-son moment they have a conversation they know they recognize they have a whole time together and then he's killed by a soldier and it they had make to make any sense it, it made a little more sense to me than than uh well no they both make sense they do both make sense because they just that's didn't just the characters lay the groundwork the for it in the yeah show. they yeah and when they, they chose the not to do that out. i was like mm, that his death really isn't gonna make sense if they don't do that like they didn't say oh okay that's when i like but again like you you're giving things up because when you do that lee's fucking sacrifice meant nothing because grooman was still killed by the fucking soldiers that were hunting them so he d- died for nothing he died for an extra like two minutes, I guess, for a conversation, which is dumb. it's definitely a thing, you know. Like you said, they're making the characters more likable because nobody would have liked. Like you got to look sideways at all the witches now. Like what really? <laughs> you guys don't forgive now, and you willing like literally you're holding a grudge for so long, and then when you saw the person, you killed them because they you <sighs> reverse reverse the roles in this. <laughs> Reverse the roles in this. If Grumman turned around and was like, oh, she shot me down a couple of years ago, bam, and kills her. I mean, that's real life. All right. And how do we treat those idiots? How do we? Yeah, yeah, those those are the scum of society. So that's what I'm looking at here. A jilted lover decided, oh, you turned me down. Let me shoot an arrow through your chest. What? Well, so I found that I just, because I remembered where it was. um, But so Yudakaminen comes up in that witch's council and she's the witch that kills him and they're, they've been talking about Stanislaw Grumman they're talking about finding him and she actually says to her she says quote I know the man Stanislaw Grumman I used to love him but I hate him now with such a fervor that if I see him I shall kill him I would have said nothing but my sister made me tell you so you know on page 54 that if this woman sees him it's on site he's okay. dead okay she said that in the council right when they're yes. when they're plotting on doing things then you do not bring her you don't bring her because you know there's a chance that well, we're going to run into no, this person. They don't, they, so they took her with them specifically for that reason because they know that he is in their world. So when we're going into the next world, we'll take you with us. So exactly what she says. She says, if he is still alive, he'll have to stay alive until Mr. Scoresby finds him. So you'd better come with us into the new world and then there will be no danger of you killing him first. Forget nah, him, I'm taking her off the love board. My, love makes us suffer, but this task of ours is greater than revenge. Remember that. We've talked about this before, too. When we were watching The Runaways, and remember they had to make their promise, oh, we're not going to kill them when we see them. Everybody was, you know, we have to make this promise. And the little girl was like, oh, no, when I see him, it's it's on sight. He's done. Like, I'm going to kill him. And then they're like, then you can't come with us. And they had to make her promise, but you know what they're going to do. Like, they've dead set in their mind that they, they got this goal, you know? And well, I mean, again, that's what they, that's exactly what they did. Cause that's exactly what Serafina thought. She's like, if you see him, you're going to kill him, but we need him to be alive. So we know he's in this world. We're going to a whole different world. So we're going to take you with us. So you definitely don't see him. They didn't anticipate him crossing over to the world that they're in and finding them. That was I'm, never supposed to happen. I'm the ruler of the witches. And I know that this could be a possibility. I'm keeping you at home base. Cause he's not going to come here. That's why that's she kept sure. her with her. No, 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 That's no, no, why no, no, she no, kept no. her with her. I don't, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know who I'm going to run into. Oh That's God. what I'm saying. I don't know who I'm going to run into because I'm going out on a very important mission. I'm going out there. I don't know who I can run into. I need you to stay here. 
at at the base because he's not coming here. There's there's a hundred percent. But there's always the temptation of you know he's in this world. So no, I mean like back at home. I'm talking about back at home. I'm leaving her in the other world. Like the whole I know. He where he also is in the same world. So they didn't know at all that he was he was uh, in search of the bear. They didn't know. They had no idea. They, as far as they knew, in he the books, was in right in the books. He's in right? their world. Yes, he's in their world. Okay. The witches, even in the show, the witches have no idea that he's coming to them. They don't. Well, know. again, it's one. It's it's one of those things where again, this, it's not everybody they, has the same information. I, I I know now, you know, post all that stuff, but it's one of those things where it leads on. Like they they make these characters lead lead you to believe that they know more than they're actually saying. Like they're just That's these the omnipotent beings. The I know, and they like I said, they did it with Grooman. They they do it with the witches. Like when the angels came down, they're like, oh, they're going to Asriel. We already know. And like you said yourself, they should know that. Like they go and have a conversation and they figure it out. You know, but so it stands for me to believe that yeah i would have known you know in the book because i'm putting the witches from the thing into the book basically yeah no not just some women that ride brooms that's that's the difference no that was like the whole point uh, that was the whole point of that was that um so seraphina has like she you know she's like i'm you know thank you for telling me good to know i need this information so what i'm gonna do is keep you with me so that you're not gonna pull this shit because we're gonna be nowhere near him so perfect you know forget about it our mission is more important than revenge. You're going to stay with me and we're going to go. It was incredibly bad luck on everybody's side that Grumman then followed them. It didn't even follow them. It was just following the bear and happened to find the witches with them. And then it was just bad. It was just bad it's, all around. It's still kind of dumb to me because if you know how important things is and the person that's the oh, yeah, HNIC she, told she you, stupid. then you literally need to fall back. Like, <laughs> hardcore fallback you know if it's the fate of the entire like multiverse at stake here why are you doing things to mess that up she killed herself didn't want to do it nah yeah i think seraphina should have offed her right then and there when she was like oh no if i see you i'm going to kill him and then nodded a little to a witch behind her arrow through the back and then let's go ladies no we can the back exactly and now look where we are now look where we are another fatherless you know, child. So it happens. But uh yeah, so oh. all that to say the the show gives you a much more satisfactory meeting of them. Cause in the book it's very frustrating. It's very upsetting. When you finally like you've been waiting the whole time and you finally realize that Joppery is John Perry and you're like, holy shit, they're gonna meet and then you just immediately gets got. Uh that was rough. That was rough. Hmm. The whole thing. Mrs. Coulter finds Lyra uh, like instantly. Just, yeah. Just sleeping on a rock. Takes another witch out too in the background. Takes all the witches. There was a bunch of them in the book. They are oh, all. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, because yeah, also no, she just then, like brings a there's just, bunch yeah, of specters. Se- uh, yeah. She just has like, okay. they're just with her. So in okay. the show, it doesn't make sense because again, you have these all powerful witch beings. Bitch literally fell asleep on guard duty and now she's dead and Lyra's gone. Yeah, you got to sleep some what? time. No, you got to sleep stupid. some time. We Stupid. both have a mutual friend that isn't the best guard. So don't you tell me about these <laughs> these people that like guards aren't the best. All right, so we all know there's one that that you're talking about overpowered witches. Like homegirl literally fell asleep on the job and ruined everything. 
Um, but yeah, no, in the, in the book, there's like a whole contingent. There's like 20 witches with them and they all, they're all gone. She gets Jeez. all of them. Uh, and, and you don't know how she takes Lyra. Like you will just comes back and she's gone and all the witches hmm. are dead. So that's, that's rough. Uh, but so we, we see uh, Mrs. Coulter get to Lyra. She's like all up in her face. Imagine waking up and somebody's that, I don't even care who you are. Somebody's that close to your face. She's like, oh my God. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I don't but, understand. Uh, they didn't show Pan at all, right? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think he was visible in that shot. Okay. But so we 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 got back to to Will and his dad having a conversation, and he's he's like laying out what's going on. Um, so he's like, they've kind of had their father son, like you know, this is why I didn't come back. This is what happened. Like I'd never meant for this to happen. Um, but he's like, you know, I when I realized I couldn't get back, I wanted to help these people because I thought, but by helping here, I could help everybody. So you know, there's a plan to to end this tyranny on all worlds and you have the only weapon that is capable of destroying the authority. So you need to go, go. Like, you need to go do that. That's your mission right now. And the, the show really doesn't do a good job of explaining or showing in any way that that is very much not the deal he made with Lee Scoresby. Like, the book blatantly tells you, like, I made an oath to Lee Scoresby and I'm breaking it. And in the show, you're just like, yeah, he said he'd protect Lyra. And there's nothing to indicate that that's not what's got happening here. Yeah. And I mean, even though in the book, though, that still kind of makes it to where Lee Scorsby was just kind of useless then. He was being, yeah, he was being used um, and didn't didn't realize it. Like when he was like, as long as you promise me that this is what you'll do. And the guy's like, cross my fingers. Yeah, I totally promise. Hmm. So, I mean, he was necessary because that the, the way that information was doled out was the only way it could with the way things are laid out was the only way it could have been doled out and it's just how it had to happen and it's just how it did happen so the it's not like there was no use for him he he did need to be there to ferry him from point a to point b um and but yeah. so i mean i mean but i mean to 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 build up a character like to actually put time into that character if you had a like chauffeur uh, that's I, I mean i could see that happy I mean, it, there's your chauffeur character happy. god knows you need that type of character in this this world uh, in this book's world because <laughs> there are so many unlikable characters but but you could have just had like a, a taxi driver and you know would have been shot or whatever well, you know what i actually Lee, again it kind of goes back to you saying all the time like i only knew her for two days because the show doesn't go in enough to the connection that lee and lyra have lyra needs lee like if you want to say anything about what lee is there for lee is there for lyra she needs that stable presence of an adult who she loves and who loves her and who will do anything to her. like she, he exists for her so what's weird is is I, I'm very interested, especially in next season, how they have her character, because all these people that she quote unquote needed um, are just adult figures, I'll say, are ripped away from her yep. in one form or one fashion. Right. And that takes a toll on a on a kid for sure. And I, if 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 it's not a thing where like she isn't just like growing closer and very, very closer to Will because he seems like the only one left that's stable, you know, in her life, then I don't know how, the, you know, I really don't know how they continued with the story. Like, to have this character not affected by anything like that, like, it's crazy. It, you would seem like 
there, I don't know. I, I'm really interested in how it, everything wraps up for sure. We'll see. But we'll see what they here's do. A, but here's the thing. I think they one change that I think they could, should have done in the book and in the show. I think they should have made um, um, what's his name? Will's dad, the the previous knife bearer. That's what I think they should have done. And and I think they should have done the thing because I, I it would have been a very more impactful if he's like I left and when I was trying to get back to you something bigger you know came that would be, can you imagine like that would be so like that would be really annoying because you'd be like oh that's super convenient like no no but no 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 he still dies and Will becomes the 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 bear so but Will kills him not knowing who he is kind of like how you had them fighting in the dark on, on the wish him call it like he's out looking for his his father and he doesn't know what his son looks like type of situation same thing too but you know and then you could have made it i mean that's just rewriting how a ring bearer or string bearer a knife bearer becomes the knife bearer you know if you don't want to make it to where the previous one has to kill the next one you know you could just be like, if he dies, then it transfers to the next person, you know. But I, I don't know. Yeah. That, that's just me thinking because I'm like, it would have made a, a a definite connection between the two, um, as opposed to your dad literally was just there to tell you something to move on. Yeah, that's what he was doing. That's what he had to do, and then he okay. died. With the, the okay, the combat in this show is not the strongest point. It's truly not. <laughs> The, no. f- the slowest reaction to the fakest bullet wound ever. Uh, you know, it was interesting, though, his demon killing the other demon with the yes. quick snip of the yeah. neck. <laughs> and I was like, OK, so it's that quick. All right. That quick. We, all right. Why haven't we done this before? Yeah. So he takes <laughs> like, he, they, they have the, the classic. I'm going to hug my son. Oh, my God. Somebody's going to shoot us. Let me turn. So I take that. OK, whatever. Uh, slowest, slowest reaction to the fakest bullet wound. It was really weird. Um, yeah, and then also, his father, his, his father tells him, you know, the angels will guide you, and then he dies. Also, uh, at a, a rifle at that range would have gone through both of them. Um, it's a very weak rifle. Weak, my foot. It was a bolt action rifle. <laughs> they would have both flung off the side of that. I mean, in cliff. our world, maybe, but not in their world. All right, all right. It was powered by what is it? Ambaric <laughs> energy. It's electric. Whatever. It's an yep. electric rifle. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Wow. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, so he's he's <laughs> never seen these angels though. So he's kind of still just lost now. Yeah, it was. It was. It was interesting. Um. So Serafina gets to Lee too late because apparently now is the only time they don't have super speed. Uh, yep. He's dead. It's very sad. She's praying over him. It's a whole thing. You know, you kind of had this little montage of sad moments. Will takes up his dad's jacket and puts it on and starts walking away. And then you get a James McAvoy voiceover, which was very nice. It was a nice surprise to see James McAvoy. I was prepared to go the entire season without seeing his beautiful face. Really? Uh, I knew they were going to throw him at the end. Cause he's not in the book, so I was like, I guess they just gave him the season off because that's cheaper. I don't know. Yeah, he's not li- literally not in the book at all. Or they um, could have filmed this last year, and because yeah. they didn't really need anything. Yeah, although they yeah. weren't, they weren't renewed when they finished filming, so they didn't even know they were going to have a season two. I thought you told me that they got all three. 
No, they planned all three, but they hadn't. Oh, I I thought you told me like this was guaranteed all three. So this is still up in the air. Yeah, I don't know if uh, we'll check. I'll check at the end of this uh, if season three has been renewed. Oh my god! uh, So we get. If it's not freaking renewed, you should read the I fucking will, book. Boo-hoo. I will go on a book burning. I mean, campaign. I will be upset because I want the third season, but it's not like the end of the world. It's not like you'll never know the end of the story. They don't have the third season because there I, is it's not about it's, n- it's not about it's not about the end of the story anymore. It's about seeing their vision and their journey <laughs> written through and comparing and contrasting it to <laughs> the book. I I need I need that dichotomy. I need yeah. that. So if Why not, we're then. Here. I will burn Pullman as the authority, and that's who I'm going for now. That's I'm the Asriel of the story, and I need him to executive produce this third season. And if it doesn't happen, I guess I'm just going through realms, going for him, aren't I? Guess we're just doing the whole story again. Hmm. Let's, gross fingers yeah. is my next note. Oh my Showed gosh! Will's nasty fingers is gross. That have been healed though. They've been uh... healed by the wrong person. Oh, whatever. Nah, it's fine. It's fine. Wait. So wait. Uh, when does he get? When does he get his finger? You said his dad heals his fingers, right? Because he has yeah, the so, herbal so, essence. Yeah, they, they're like fighting, and then he notices that he's missing his fingers, and Grumman has like a salve that 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 cures his fingers, uh, that cures his wound, finally, once and for all. See? Think about if he was, but think about if he was a, a, a bearer. He would know how to stop that type of stuff. No, it because Giacomo Paradisi, who lived up in that place and knew the the knew the uh, the shit, didn't know how to heal it. That's why you write the stuff in there. He needed that type of person. Mm. Ah, see, I I could I could whatever. Yeah, you see, Yord so. Bernison uh, being very sad about global warming. I thought he was at our place. I thought he was in our <laughs> prime. I'm like, you made it over here just to find out that we're losing the ice caps. Okay. Good for this you, is another bro. one where this uh, earlier in the season when Kaiza goes to talk to Yorick and that's how they find out where Lyra went. I was really confused because Yorick is also not in this book at all. It's a good little nod so you don't forget about the guy. I right? guess. I was just like, yeah. okay, this is weird. Um, Especially if he's going to be in later stuff. You don't want to, you know, just throw throw him a little camera angle. Yeah. James Mac, uh, Asriel and Yorick uh, entirely absent for the second book. Um so then we, we see Azriel, who was also in some sort of hellscape. And he's talking about, you know, he's talking to somebody. You know, who knows? He's talking to somebody. He says, you are the last obstacle between me and my enemy. My fight's with the authority. It's not with you, you know? It's not with those, what does he say? Doling out cruelty in his name. He's, like, given his whole spiel. Finally, after all this time. Finally getting, you know, what he's doing. And why he's doing it. You know, these worlds that are built on privilege and divine right. And, like, I want to tear down all of that and i i want to build uh worlds that are built on understanding and truth and acceptance and da 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 da. he finally has it's just a good it's a good moment we finally get this you know he wants to build what does he say a republic of heaven above and a, a republic of ideals below he's got he's I got plans I, I, I don't get that part he's got plans uh yeah and he has the same moment that uh that mrs coulter has of uh you know you're either with me or you're against me yeah, I mean, Stelmaria gets exactly one word. She gets exactly one word. She's not going to get. She's not getting too much. Her yeah. voice is beautiful. I love that actress's voice. She's gorgeous. Uh, and then we see that it's the angels. They get to speak, and they do in fact stand with Asriel. The angels are against the authority. Uh, cool. Wow. Yeah. 
like that. I mean, you, you gotta, I guess, need something uh, with some force if you're going against, you know, something that's the authority. So angels are exciting. Uh, that that last scene with Will standing on and uh, like has like there's like two angels behind him. Was really hoping they were in- going to introduce them, but I guess not. We'll find out next season who they are. Um, Hopefully. He's got a couple angels on his shoulders uh, that are that are I guess going to guide him according to his father. Uh, Lyra's in a box, straight up. Yes, in the she is. Yes, she is knocked out, uh, and her mom is creepily just like opening up the chest. Just and opens the box. He's like, "You still in there?" Right. Yeah. Like, where is she box. going? Where is she gonna go? You know. So. And she's know. like, you know, she she thinks that she's doing good. She's like, you know, my darling Lyra, you know, I love you so much. You're you're out of danger. I've taken you away from the danger. I'm taking you somewhere safe. You're not. You don't have to worry anymore. I'm I'm here for you. She has her whole moment. I don't okay. understand because she's like, I you know, I'm gonna make sure she doesn't fall. You know, but you seem like you above everybody would want the opposite. Because Why? even after everything, she still believes in the church. See, that's not even making any sense with everything. She doesn't believe in the oppression of it, but like she still believes in the church and she still it, believes in the, in the book. authority. Yeah, in the book, but like they're not they're not doing any of that in this the show. They're making it seem like her whole being rejects the idea of the oppression. And if this is the method to get past that oppression, you would think she'd be on that side. There's there is no well, she wants to get tra- rid of the her oppression character. for herself, but she doesn't want to get rid of God. She's not. She, there's. I'm not saying. I'm saying in the show there is no evidence towards that whatsoever. You wouldn't even think that she believes in in God in the show. She's simply doing what she has to do because she lives in a world of that's how it is. But if she was if she was away from that type of stuff, when she's seen, you know, difference when she was talking to Mary Malone and all that type of stuff, then you would think she's like, okay, this is the way I want things, you know, to be. And if this is the way it goes, all right, this is the path that it needs to take for Liar to go and do this, then yeah, I want that. There's no thing like she's some type of uh devout follower of the authority. There's nothing in there like that. So it may be that way in the book, but as a show. I haven't Failing got anything on the show, like show that. Things. Yeah, I haven't got on. I haven't got that from anybody but like the uphead to the magisterium. Okay, that's, that's why about I'm it. Here. That's why I'm here. Yeah, but like you should be a little more because I think you're letting your your uh, knowledge of the book bleed into that thing because you know you know that stuff. So when you see it on the show, know it. I know, I know, I know. But I but that's, I'm just you know for the listeners, I'm just pointing out. Uh, a bias that would be there. So when I come at it the the certain way, that's that's me from all the evidence that I got from the TV show, you know. Mm-hmm. And like you've said four or five times already, that is a failing on the show, you know. That that is a failing. And I don't see you why. Let me in the writers' room. You let me revise your episodes a little bit. A little add add a little dialogue here and there. Just a little line. That's little the part line. I don't see why they wouldn't want to still put in there. That she's still kind of under the 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 old sway because as far as i can see from the show it's like she wants to be free she wants to you know i want to be mary malone i want to have my works published i want to you know and not have a dude's name on it before it goes out there you know 
but uh, yeah, we got we got to get the, the the writers on the show. We got to get the, use your None your your influence. I, hey, freedom of speech here. It's it's difference of opinions. Wow. If if they are you know true to you know the art, they would want dialogue. You know, and I think we give good theories and good questions. Use your influence. You're an influencer. Use Don't your influence. Don't call me that. <sighs> I, I got to get a synonym for that so I can start calling you something else. <laughs> so the, the so that's where the, the show ends. Um, what it leaves out of the end is just that Will comes back and sees that Lyra's gone. Like the, the the I think the last line might be like. Oh no! So the one of the last lines is that he sees that Lyra's gone, and like he's just he's stunned, he's shocked, he's he's literally in shock. Um, but what it leaves out is that her alethiometer is still there. Mrs. Coulter didn't get it, so it's it's huh. Will has it because her her little rucksack is you know her little bag that she keeps it in is still there. So we don't see how she was taken. We don't know if it was a quick you know grab and dash. Um, cause it's just that thing, you know, he's, she's got, she's there, he leaves, he comes back, she's gone. Um, but in some way her, her bag got left behind. So Will has her alethiometer. Oh, can he read it? Ooh. No. We don't know yet. Season yeah, three we, isn't, I'm isn't happening. We don't, not. we don't know yet. He's How dare you? He's what he's seen, How... he's seen it before. He doesn't understand it. How dare you? So All that's right. where they the could show... change it. <laughs> That's where the show leaves off, and then they give you a little a little teaser, a little season three, you know, stick around if you want to know what this is about. It's little Roger. So Roger he calls out through the dark, you know, for Lyra. Um Does Lyra help me? And now I'm wondering, is he really dead? Or well, that's, actually, a lot of- that's that's her last line is Roger, what is this place? Boom, cut to black. So maybe she dies or something, and I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't know. That's definitely. There's a lot of questions in that one. For that sure. was a uh, shout out to them for keeping to the right book. That is the only time I think in this book that they've gone into book in this season that they've gone into book three. I want to say the oh, okay. time they did it this season because season one was a lot of book two, but season two was entirely book two. I don't think. I think that's the only thing from book three that they. What about the Mary Malone stuff? Uh, her and it's, not, it's not in book three. It's not in either book. Oh, so that was just extra that they. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they're just bridging the gap from where she ends up in book, or where she ends book two at, and where she starts book three. So they're just putting filler in there for her. Okay. All right. Because like she's just like you open up in book three, and like she's in a she's like in where she is, and and you don't really get up like how did she get there? She she's just there. Hmm. But uh, yeah, that's season two. That's book two, the subtle knife. Uh, next season. The Amber Spyglass. Uh, my thoughts now that I know what you know, kind of everything is, I'm guessing the Amber Spyglass must be a way to uh, locate where the authority is when know. you look through it. That's got to be it. That's, that's got to be some, it. There's some stuff next season that I really, really am excited for. And I... I'm trying to remember. There's some characters that I'm really curious to see. A, if they do, because it's weird enough that I would I could see them like replacing the character with something different. Um, is it Ama and Bats? I'm trying to look at at the uh, the the names of them. But there's a couple of characters I'm really excited to see next season. Um, like there's uh, Bothamos and Baruch for book readers. I'm very excited to see where they go with. 
Um, Ama and Bats, I really want to see. Uh, there's just uh, oh, uh, next season's gonna be crazy. I'm next season better be longer. We went from eight episodes to seven episodes, and the next book is almost double the length. Well, are you? I think I know I've asked before, but are you not looking at um, like the ratings and stuff like that? Of oh, like if it's gonna get renewed at all? Yeah, yeah. No idea. I no, no. I haven't. I haven't looked at any of that. But let me see. Let's see. His Dark Materials season three. Because if they don't, and they've already then that means we have two projects, Emma, of us recreating the movie for the second one, and now recreating the third season. Wow. Oh yeah. How his Dark Materials moved mountains to add a shock James McAvoy cameo for season two. I mean, moved mountains. What? It probably has to do with scheduling, if I had to guess. Oh, okay. Um, interesting fact. Looks like though, it has not been renewed quite yet. Hopefully, we'll we'll find out soon. I swore you told me that all three seasons no. were. I probably a... told you they had planned for all three seasons because that's mm. what it is. They had they had they planned to do all three. Um, yeah, as it stands, his dark materials has not officially been renewed for season three. There is a oh, this is a contrast from what happened with his dark materials season two. Oh, this is what it was: his dark materials season two, which was confirmed and started filming before season one had even aired. That's probably okay. what it was. Uh, despite its quality, his dark materials has not been a hit for HBO, with season two's episodes typically pulling around in around zero point two five million. Uh, it's a different story in the UK, with BBC screenings receiving just under five million viewers for season two. Good lord. Nobody here. So it'll, so it'll get it'll get it renewed because if it's doing great over there, they'll probably just throw it for extra content on um, HBO Max. On HBO, yeah, like that's okay. Yeah, it'll get renewed. Oh yeah, as a, has been widely reported, the smash hit drama did have to cut a special episode starring James McAvoy. That's why it's only seven episodes. They oh, had to so there cut was supposed an to be episode one starring James McAvoy due to COVID issues, with fans devastated by the news that his character, Lord Azrael, would be absent from season two. Or so we thought. Okay. It, you had five seconds of the man, so so we thought. Come on. Yeah, VFX became our new weapon, and James came in and shot a final scene, giving a rallying cry as Lord Azrael in total secrecy. When we lost Lord Azrael's standalone episode, we were heartbroken and had to change how the show would work. Wanted to do justice to the story of Azrael that we heard so much about from other characters. Uh, and the thought occurred from Jane, Jane Tranter, who's uh, the executive producer, I believe, to use part of a speech that I'd already written for him at the very end of our show. So I wonder if that's why they left out a bunch of the different places where his story is talked about. Because he was supposed to have an entire episode to himself. Oh, because of COVID reasons, they couldn't put that they one couldn't in do there. It. So you're thinking maybe they would have given up all the... Uh... No, because they still had dialogue that they didn't record that uh, didn't say his plans and stuff like that. So, but they probably like they, they those scenes they felt it, they probably felt they didn't need to have those in there because he was going to have his own. He was going to have an hour or forty five minutes to explain everything himself from his own point of view. So you didn't need to have it sprinkled by different characters in different conversations in different places throughout the season because he was going to have his own episode. I bet you it would have been episode seven though. It might and have then been episode. Have yeah, been. episode eight would have been uh, what we had now. Yeah. This is uh, James McAvoy was recruited to come and film on a green screen for a special COVID day of filming, uh, with the rest of the scene, which sees him standing in a vast expense expanse, 
flanked by his demon and countless angels, created by hundreds of VFX workers who says who Tranter says worked around the clock to finish the scene. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's oh. Good. All right. So that's a bummer. I would have liked uh, the because the only thing I'd had heard was that um, like a spinoff series had been canceled, but maybe that's what they meant was that it was just said a, a prequel, episode. right? Yeah. Or no, yeah. I think I guessed it would have been a prequel, but like they just said like a spinoff oh. series. And I was okay. like, I don't know what you would do with that. It would just be, a, you know, I could do a prequel. But uh, yeah, so that's a bummer. Oh, I actually, that would have been a change from the book that that they could have done really well. Um, especially when you have a James McAvoy in your cast and like he's your star player. And then he's like, season two, gone. He's a good actor. I, yeah. He's very pretty. Wow. He's very pretty. He's so pretty. Good Lord. Keep it in anyway, your pants. That's uh, that's the season. That's our season. That's the season, yeah. Do that we is tease the people with what's coming next in uh? In uh, April? yeah, we could talk about that. Oh, I'm excited. Oh my god. I he, you know, you've said you agreed to it. You can't back out. You cannot back out. <laughs> Aaron has agreed to do this again. I'm <laughs> so excited. In April, the Netflix show Shadow and Bone premieres. Uh, which is based on the Grishaverse novels, the Shadow and Bone trilogy, as well as the Six of Crows duology. Uh, I recently read those books. I really... Oh, so you recently. This is fresh for you. Yeah, this is fresh. I just read these in October. Do you remember them all? I know how you are. Yes. Okay, because I know you speed through books and you'd be like, well, what did I People keep asking me that. They're like, how do you remember? No, I remember all of them. Okay. So All they right. uh, anyway, Netflix is airing the first season of Shadow and Bone in April, and we will be doing uh, this format again of uh, you know books that I've read and loved, and something Aaron has literally never heard of. Uh, Not one bit. I saw the uh, the trailer a um, teaser with the stab, and it, it could have been a trailer for Bambi for all I know, because <laughs> it literally gives you nothing. Yep, at, at all. It's just so a teaser. It, it, it's for no, it's for you. It's for you and the readers yeah. because you get it, you know. So yeah. But like if it was to yeah, drum up interest in it, I know, but if it was to drum up interest in it, I I mean, but still, like trailers I mean, teachers can be to drum up interest. That didn't that didn't uh they didn't interest you, that's okay. No, they, they didn't give me the people. No, there's things that's interesting about it, because that deer's antlers, he would have been dead in the snow because they like interlocked with each other (laughs) because somebody didn't sharpen them down or whatever but anyway it's gonna be interesting again i've blocked all um social media with yeah almost every word in the english dictionary apparently Aaron sent me a message and he was like so when we do this uh like aaron has um words like uh golden compass subtle knife his direct materials all these things like are blocked on twitter so he doesn't see spoilers or anything so he sent me a message and it was like, is this enough? And it was like shadow and bone, six of crow or like shadow and bone. And I think in the hashtag shadow and bone. And I was like, all right, yeah. six of crows, crooked kingdom, ruin and rising siege <laughs> and storm. Uh, the darkling. Uh, I was like, here's a bunch of words you should add to this list. I'm sitting there at work and like, I wrote you the first two. And then I went back to the spreadsheet I was working on. And then you hit me up again and I was like, am I going to make a second spreadsheet for everything <laughs> that I need to get away from here? What is going on? So I'm so excited. Uh, I really hope the show it, is good. I really do. You have to, we still have to figure out how we're doing this because Netflix drops everything. I know. And I can't wait. I can't 
I know. Yeah, I know you can't wait. So we have not entirely settled on the format uh, as far as like, <laughs> is it going to be settled? Wow. Uh, we haven't settled on the format on whether it's going to be uh, a weekly. We'll probably still do like a weekly release. I would, I would imagine. That's fine. Yeah, we can. Go yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We could, what if we? Okay, so what if we just like took a weekend and watched the whole show? So say it's like ten episodes, and on Saturday we watch five episodes. But after every episode, we record the podcast, so we we have like ten hours, and then on Sunday we do the same thing. You want a day of all that? Two days. Because you got to think about it. Okay, look at look look how we record episodes. <laughs> this is a season so, finale episode. Okay, it's it's a little longer because it's a season finale episode. There's a lot to get through. You can think about on average though how long our episodes <laughs> are. If a don't you play like they're not an hour and thirty minutes on average. Here's what we'll do. I it will drop. <laughs> I will watch every episode the way I like to at midnight and finish at eight in the morning, and then I will watch individually with you. No, let's let's do the let's do the weekend. Let's do the weekend. <laughs> Come on, because it's it's better when we're both watching the same uh, time. Well, I don't want to yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. We got some time to figure it out. Um, I the only thing that Aaron has gotten for me because we I talked about the show to him already before we decided to do this is that I'm. Concern, not concerned. I'm curious how they're doing it because they're combining two books that take place at different times. So that's about all I think that Aaron knows about the book from me. Yeah, that's it. And then you even said that. Um, prequel no, no, stuff. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's prequel stuff. So they, they yeah. finally they confirmed that. And I know there's darklings or something in it. Or the darkling. Yeah, the, the darkling. Name whatever okay ben barnes i'm very excited about that uh so yeah that'll be uh coming in april so if you have enjoyed this time of uh aaron and i yelling at each other for two hours every week uh you have more that to look forward to we know we at least have three people that listen so <laughs> they that's that's good yeah. uh i guess i guess that's this is our time to say goodbye to the people that's season two uh. done I, I also just a little uh, little to bring it kind of full circle. I found a synonym for influencer. No. Uh, authority. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can call me that. I am the authority. We'll, I am we'll... the authority on this podcast. How dare you? How I am the authority. You? So we'll, from we'll the authority, uh, <laughs> we'll thank you consultant. for listening. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to me, the authority, and Aaron. Aaron. Wow. Uh, yeah. You want to say anything? Uh, I very much enjoyed it, and I really hope we get to do the third season. Me too. So I guess we'll see you guys next year. Yep. Yeah. All right. That's uh, over and out. I don't know why I said that. Bye. Bye.